and we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, Danny. What's going on with you? Honey, Sunday, fun day, child free, baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Um, yes. How has your weekend been? Busy, busy, very, very busy. Um, you know, I just saw my son off for a couple of weeks. And so he's getting the chance to spend some time with his dad. And oh. I'm over here hanging out in the A, honey. Booed up. Booed Buddha, Buddha. Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. Yes, honey. How's your week been? My week has been pretty good. It's been hectic because I have renovations going on, repairs going on. Grown um, woman stuff. Yes. My daughter had some things going on in her apartment. So um, she had to come over here for a couple. It's been a busy, like just crazy busy week. Um, yes. But it's been good, though, nonetheless. I am like, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel when my house is not in such chaotic order and like peace is restored and, you know, all is right with the world. So I'm happy about that. But um, so I, I, I won't complain. But what's 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 going on? Honey, uh, so much is going on in the world right now. Uh, listen, I know. <laughs> yes. So much. So, so are you a um, Kodak Black fan? Probably not. <laughs> not at all. Not who? No, I know who he is. Um, I, I don't, I'm definitely not a fan. He's a colorist. Honey, aren't they? Never mind. The only colorist that that I I, I mess with is uh, the colorism king. Baby, that's not the only colorist <laughs> that, that I'm cool with. I'm saying that I'm cool with. Oh gosh, you know what? I've mm -hmm. just kind of accepted that. Um, yeah, I've had my own premonitions about uh, people as well. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes an interesting thing when you really kind of break down like who people are to a certain degree. Right. And so I'll kind of look at it like, okay, um, and shout out to uh, King Colorist up in this thing. Um, <laughs> you know, and so I've just kind of accepted people are going to be people. And sure. I'm not, you know, I try to find where we can find common ground at. But um, as far as Kodak Black, I think Kodak Black has been cloned. <laughs> Listen, I, I saw I saw comments about Kodak Black being cloned. Why is it whenever a black man do some time in the pen and he come out, <laughs> there's um, an allegation that he's been cloned? Did you see Gucci Man? Yeah, I saw Gucci Man. Gucci girl. You know Gucci's clone? Yes. And so mm -hmm. uh Kodak Black came out. Now when Kodak Black went in, he was, you know, uh quite ugly. Mm -hmm. Um quite runaway. Same with Gooch. Yeah, and they be they be like ugly, kind of scary ugly, you know, like, <laughs> oh shit. Like, hold up, bruh. Uh -uh, you know, and, and money can't really do a whole lot for that. Mm -hmm. Um, you can and it, it was it they look like they put nice clothes, flashy clothes, let me say that, flashy clothes and jewelry on pieces of shit. And so when he came out, I was like, damn, uh, Kodak looks, uh, he doesn't look as unattractive. Mm. And he had lost the weight. 
skin looked clearer. Mm -hmm. um, and then so people were like, well, you know, they went to jail and they got off the drugs and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, okay, you know, I watched Orange is the New Black. I watched you The Wire. What? I watched The... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like okay. I see. No, not Orange is the New Black and The Wire. Listen, I what have family members that went to prison. Wait a minute. What oh, was the other show on HBO? The one with Adam BC. What was the name of that show? Yeah, that was wild. Um, it had the guy from the Reading Rainbow in there, I think, too. Yeah, but baby, I watched the little prison shows, and I know how they snuck drugs oh. up in jail and stuff. <laughs> and so I'm saying to myself, I said, "Damn." So you mean to tell me that these men who have all this access to money and right, they have right, connections right. in the um, industry, you mm -hmm. mean to tell me they couldn't get no drugs in jail? Right, oh, right, please. right. Um, well, listen, yeah. I do have to say, um, you bring about some interesting points and I cannot refute any of them. However, I do have family members that have gone to prison and baby, like they come out looking like they haven't aged a day, like they, they, they aged backwards. Like they look so good. Their skin is so beautiful, so clear. They're in much better health. Um, I have a cousin who uh, served 17 years for murder and it was like a self-defense situation. But I'm talking about when he got out, like people were like, you know, amazed at how good he looked and how, you know, he was in good health and just like, he looked like he aged backwards. So I do know that was that he is on a thing. Drugs before he went in there? No, he was like 19 when he went in. I mean, he was in the no. streets, but he wasn't on drugs when he went in. Um, and, and then, you know, I, oh, uh, shout out to Eric Ingram. He said the show we're talking about is Oz. Oh, yeah, yeah baby, I've seen Oz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know about you know how it works. <laughs> I'm just saying, honey. Mm. No, mm. I have heard though that anything they can get out here. You see people in prison got Facebook pages, child be taking baby, selfies. And <laughs> that's my I seen a whole a, a dude that was like a whole chef. And so oh. I'm like, bro. No. So yeah, I got you. Yeah. They they do have access in prison. You're right. Yes, honey. Um, but let me send a special shout out to John Doe. He says Thank hello, you, ladies. Hello, John. Thank and you. Shout out to Melody for the super chat. She says, Love y'all. No, she Thank says you, Love y'all. Love you too, <laughs> Melody. Thank you for the super chat. We appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Dwayne um, Williams says drinking water will do it to you, honestly. Honey, um, mm. he must have been drinking from the damn fountain of youth. Cause maybe listen, mm. the fools be up in there making hooch with toilet water and everything else. Don't don't exactly. don't into that. But listen, <laughs> okay, so no, I, I I did see the comments about Kodak Black, but I wanted to ask you about something. What's up? Did you see sis who used the gorilla spray on her? Maybe Danny. Like really, <laughs> concrete. I can't make I sense was of it. In such a damn shock, Gorilla and I'm like, spray. now, um, you know, as a former, a former hair-headed hooligan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen, you used to be your microwave ponytails. <laughs> Uh, baby, don't act like you ain't know about the microwave, honey. I throw one in the with the rollers, baby. Don't Listen, play. I just had a moment of nostalgia thinking about that. Oh, mine's just to be late. <laughs> I be, I was like, damn, she yes, actually she used the. She did that, like, yes, damn. girl. I seen where she put the pantene on her head. 
<sighs> and she wiped it off, and that ponytail was still shiny. It's oh my like, gosh! Like concrete. I was still mad for her because that that stuff is a polymer. Like it's like you know, it it it, it has a strong bond. And I know a certain like doctors were chiming in, saying things that she could do. A dermatologist, sis went to the hospital. Mm. They couldn't do nothing for her. Told her to use like acetone wipes or alcohol wipes. And what happened was she started to get headaches, and she said her head started to feel like it was tightening. Like the the hairspray started to feel like it was tightening. And um, so that's why she went to the hospital, but they couldn't do anything for her. So I saw a recent update where they ended up shaving off her head. And I, I was like, oh, my gosh, which I knew that that's what it was going to come to. But if you uh -huh. see this picture, did you see it? No, I, I haven't seen the new one. Oh, child. oh my gosh, it was bad. Um, well, so you know what? You have to really take into consideration mm -hmm. why chicks aren't using freaking common sense. Yeah. Um. I, I do feel like, no, let me not front. I don't feel bad for her. You know um, No, I don't feel bad for her. It's because it's like people don't have a sense of common sense. Mm. Um, they don't do like you, you, and I'm, I'm not sure if she confused Gorilla Snot with Gorilla Glue. That's what she said, yeah. But um, that's in a whole different aisle. Hardware versus it, exactly. hair product. Exactly. And uh, it's like, um, you know, I think she did it on purpose. I think she I, thought I think that she like for a TikTok, you know, she was like, okay, I got a new, new hack type of thing. Yeah. And I, you know, um, I, I just, I, I feel like at a certain age, you need some freaking common sense. Like yeah. you really need some freaking common sense. And yeah. for you to actually go to like, you went to the hardware aisle, honey. And you sprayed Did you see that this picture I just sent you. Yeah. Oh, girl, oh, she looking listen. like a like George Jefferson reverse. <laughs> she got the George Jefferson. Um, the you remember uh, you Fire awful. Marshall Bill? <laughs> she looks like Fire Marshall Bill. And so mean. no, no, Fire no. I, you know Marshall what? Bill. I'm 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 at this age now where I'm trying to pres preserve my empathy for those who really freaking mm, need it. Okay. Um, you know, if you if your folks die, I'll probably feel sad for you. Right, if something right. happens to a child, I'm gonna you real you know, wrong. Yeah, mm. and, 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 and 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 we're not talking to like a, a 13 year old who put some gorilla snot on their hair. We're talking right, about a right, chick right. over no, get yeah. your ass somewhere and sit down. Mm -hmm. That's what's wrong with y'all hair-headed ass hooligans and eat no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, like this has to be like a real lesson for her. At first, I'm like, mm. this can't be real. And I'm like, no, this is real. Like the woman really had to literally, that is like fire marshal bill. I mean, down to the scalp. Like, Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's hard. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, I can imagine that it's probably real painful, but uh, a bought lesson is the best lesson, baby. She bought that. Okay. Mm -hmm. She'll move she on did. with life. It'll Hopefully, it'll grow back. I know. She I, I bet you she know better next time. Mm. Yeah, this is this going to be a lesson for her. Maybe it'll be one to not get so caught up in vanity, because you can tell with them long broom eyelashes and all the contacts and stuff, she really, really, really vain. So maybe this will change her outlook. What else I, you I, got? I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that it will. I'm hoping yeah. that it will. Fingers crossed. Yes. So I saw a clip on um 
on Instagram. Shout out to Coach Greg Adams. Okay, what was this clip about? Okay, so there was a clip of, uh, I guess Aaron Rodgers is a football player. Bas- I don't know what he does, but oh. Aaron, they went to a basketball game. Him, him and um, his now ex-girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. So they're at this basketball game. They're sitting courtside, I want to say. And a guy behind her hands her a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes out, she goes in her purse, she takes out, I guess, $20 to offer it to the guy. And the guy declined. Um, I think he bought a drink for the person sitting beside her. Um, and everybody thought that that was some disrespect. A, a lot of people thought that it, that it was very disrespectful. And I Wait, which part to- was disrespectful. Um, her accepting a drink. Oh. From another man while she was in a relationship. I got you. What do you think about that? And how would you have handled that situation? Um, so me personally, I think I, I would not have accepted the drink. There's no two ways about that. I wouldn't have accepted the drink. I would have politely declined. No, thank you. I'm good. Um First off, let me for multiple reasons. Number one, I don't accept drinks that you bring me because it's too much funny stuff that could happen. True. Number two, I wouldn't disrespect my man like that. Like, first, my man is real, real <laughs> masculine and he ain't going okay. for it. So, like, and especially like he's there, he stepped outside, he come back, like, oh, you got a drink that you go get one. I'm not gonna lie to him. I'm like, no, he, you know, and he would have a real problem with that. And I don't blame him. I think that it's, it's, it's disrespectful and it's tacky. Um, I wouldn't have accepted it. Like, there's no, you know, I wouldn't have accepted I just wouldn't have accepted it. Um, but I don't think that it's like, relationship ending i think if her man came back and she said oh you know he no he was sitting right next to her when the oh, man he, oh. no he was sitting okay. right next to her and the man um gave her the drink like right okay. in front of her but he oh. also um gave a per- the person next to her a drink as well i don't and- think that it was i think it was a nice gesture but to be completely honest if her man was sitting next to her if my man was sitting next to me he gonna tell dude um no she good what do you I- think what are your thoughts okay so um it now if we're at a bar i think it depends on the setting um, I didn't think that that was a harm a harmful situation personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, okay, it's a drink. It's not like he uh, gave you a gift, like something that was yeah. really, really and he tangible. Sees you sitting next to your man. Yes, he sees you sitting next to your man. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the thing that we don't know is whether or not her man declined to drink from the guy or whatever, because, like I said, he handed a drink to her. And I think he gave a drink to the person that was beside her and her man was on the other side of her. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I was kind of looking at it like, I don't think that situation, um, that particular situation was disrespectful um, because to me, it seemed like um, a guy was just being nice. Now, she did take out her money and, you know, offered to repay the guy. Mm-hmm. And people were just like, oh, my gosh, she took she took the, the drink from the man and she disrespectful. And I didn't feel uh, like that was um, being that she was in front of her man. 
Right, right, I right. just didn't think that that was a disrespectful situation, especially um, since, since she took out money to pay, you know, to repay the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say her her name is Danica Patrick. Um, and I want, she, I think she used Wait, to be like a Danica NASCAR K- driver. Yeah, Danica Kirkpatrick. Yeah, she yeah, did, her. used to be a NASCAR driver. Right. And so mm-hmm. I just thought that, um, that situation. Oh, so these white folks. Yeah, girl. Okay. I, I thought it was interesting. Um, well, like the reason. In, mm-hmm. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. I, I only asked for, for to me, um, I wasn't asking to be funny. Um, it, it makes a difference. Like context makes a difference. I think that they do things differently. So the reason that I asked is because I used to live in an all white town. And mm-hmm. like um, when you're like partying and you're out and about like the people like that are also drinking around you get real friendly and as yeah. a result they might have been engaged like you know having a good time together just laughing it up and kind of building a rapport and right. as a result he said i'm gonna buy you guys a drink you know like it could have just been a nice gesture after they have been some dialogue had happened between the couples not just a complete stranger coming out of nowhere like here so i think that context yeah. does make a difference um and it's not the end of the world I don't think it was um, intended to be disrespectful. I would have declined. And even if you, like, sometimes you get people that are drinking and they're a little intoxicated. So they're like insistent. And so I would have taken it and I still wouldn't have drank it. <laughs> I mean, like just to be nice. But uh, I know that if my man was there, he would have declined for me. He would have been like, no, she's good. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Curlin was like, yeah, it's a drink. Shit. Like, what's a drink? I mean, it is, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's not the worst so, thing the I, you know, I just thought it was an interesting situation. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the whole thing is, and I think Curlin was looking at it like this well, let him waste his money. You ain't going nowhere with him. Shit. You coming with me. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. I, you know, I just thought that that was an interesting situation because I'm like, damn. Yeah. Um, like, I, you know, I thought it was interesting that men, and it seemed like a lot of men seem to have made a big deal about that. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh. But I'm going to tell you something. It had to be black men because white men don't care about stuff like that because they know that when they're drinking, they get friendly and they would be apt to buy a drink for, a, you know, somebody that that's that they don't know. So yes. I think that it makes a difference. And also, if you have like you know, people that you hang with outside of your own race, then you know that they do things differently. But, um, you know, I don't see it as like the worst thing in the world. It's not not a crime, even if she would have accepted it and he felt some type of way like, babe, you know, you, I, don't, I don't feel that's cool. OK, babe, I won't drink it here. G- give it to him. You know, like it doesn't have to. Yeah. Think. It sounds like it was blown out of proportion. Yeah. And that's what I was like. Dang, they uh, they he's you know, the guys were I, I was like, damn, they're on one. But, uh, you know, it's interesting what threatens um men's masculinity to a certain mm. degree it's mm-hmm. an interesting thing to watch but um i want to send a special shout out to wagner for the super sticker thank, thank you, you so wagner. much wagner um yeah so uh honey they are dying laughing at you talking about oh these is white folks no <laughs> the reason i'm telling you it makes a difference i, I like have I'm telling you, it makes a difference. A black man ain't going to do that. I, like, real talk. 
it's highly unlikely that you'll be in a situation where there is a black man and a black woman, a couple together and a, a stranger who has no affiliation to them, walk up to um, the woman in the couple and offer her a drink for multiple reasons. First of all, you don't know how the guy is going to take it. And they may feel like I would see it as a sign of disrespect. So I ain't going to disrespect this man and his, his partner. So black yeah. people don't do certain things. And I didn't, it didn't register to me or dawn on me initially until you said Danica and I'm like oh okay these are white people but I do think that had it been an NFL like a black NFL player and his wife because they're in circles where they also are out with people of other races that it might still they might still have had the same reaction because they know how white people are like white people get real friendly especially like when they're drinking they just they're overly friendly Hold on. Can you hear any feedback? Cause... I can, and I don't know why. Let me see. Okay. Hold on. Can you still hear it? No. Well. Oh, okay. You know, you can? Yeah. Wait. I don't know what is that this is. My phone? Girl, it's me and this doggone phone. Honey, I'm like, damn. I'm over here trying to mute stuff. You know, I'm at, uh, I'm in Mr. Curlin's office, honey. And so, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Child. Okay, okay. Um, shout out to Maurice Novembre for the super, um, excuse me, for the cash app. He said, here, here we go. Yes. Um, so let me look at my notes, Chad. Um, okay. One more thing I wanted to bring up. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of the wear my hug at ass dudes? Yeah. What do you <laughs> think about that? Um, um yeah I, I i mean that's been like something that has like circled the 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 social media sphere for years like we know the where my hug at dudes the like guys who you wouldn't give the time of day but always want to hug or the guy those are the same guys who are in your inbox that are like texting you uh, messaging you good morning every day even though you never respond it's the same same dude Yes. Um, and shout out to ARC. Um, we will be do, um, doing an interview with ARC on this upcoming Wednesday. Yes. And um, it's concerning his uh, new book. Where, uh, I was going to say where my hug at. Um, <laughs> but the book is called No Free Attention. So mm -hmm. if you haven't read it, or, you know, I think ARC has something to offer with all of his books. Absolutely. So if you haven't picked up a copy of that, I think it would be a great look. Um, ARC uh, goes in. So, I, I, you know, I, and I thought about the book. I was reading a book, um, some of the book last night. And mm -hmm. it just kind of had me thinking about the where my hug at. Where my hug at. Uh -huh. And then I, I, I was like, it's so creepy. Like... <laughs> If, if a woman wants to give you a hug or if she wants to give you a certain type of attention, she coming. You ain't got to worry about it. But yes, um, the where my hug at ass dude, it's annoying. Like, ugh, get away. Those are the men that are forever friend zoned and that don't get like uh, female attention. So typically they're like seeking it out in any way, any, any way that they can. So they will come up to you. Where my hug at? Like, what? <laughs> Honey, <laughs> you know it's so annoying. Um, but yeah, I know those men, and yeah, absolutely, go pick up the book. Um, I am so excited about our interview. We gonna talk about the book, and we gonna talk about some other stuff too. So make sure yes. you guys tune in. But 
Um, I have one other thing I wanted to mention, and then we could get right into the topic. Yes. Did you see that T.I. and Tiny's show was canceled? (laughs) Yes, I did. I knew that was coming. Um, um, Tip Stein needs to chill, baby. Uh, (laughs) Yes, honey. Did you call that man Tip Stein? (laughs) Tip Stein. God forgive me. You know what? But we're at a day and age to where you have to really, really be careful with how you move with these women. And then, um, so the ladies may have been at a certain age and I don't think the age was even the issue, so mm-hmm. to speak, so to speak, cause I don't know all the details. And so I don't want to like really, really, really be quick to pass judgment. But, um, if you're feeding them drugs and alcohol and they're underage, um, that's a thing. And when you have so many women coming forward, um, we're at the age of the clout chase. And so you do have women that will go out and clout chase, but um, it's kind of hard to determine what's real and what's fake nowadays because you do have so many women um, Mm -hmm. on a clout chase. Like, but you do have women that have been victimized by rich men and, you know, people, Oh, well, you know, TI has got money. And so it's, it's interesting to see men like men, um, kind of have a lot of men and I'm not going to say all men, but a lot Mm -hmm. of men have this assumption that if a man is rich and he has money that he does not have to do anything for vagina, Mm -hmm. but they, the problem is it's not about him having money. It's about him having a certain type of control and, you know, or power over a woman or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, like, I think that's, that's a thing. And so I don't know, honey, oh. um, well. I'm hoping that the allegations, I don't know. I'm not even going to say, I hope they aren't true because then it would, um, say that these women are lying and they're full of shit mm. and that that makes it rougher on other women. I don't think women. that's even the case. He didn't even deny it when he came out in his response. He said he not going to talk about what goes on in his bedroom. Like Ooh. I don't deny that. I mean I don't, I, I find I, I I think it's believable that that the thing that the things that are being alleged did occur. The ages of the women, I don't know about that all the the specific details, but the stories were extremely vivid. They were very detailed um and I do think that uh Sabrina, I think her name is, mm-hmm. has an angle, but I don't, um, but I do believe what's being alleged. Um, excuse me. I don't necessarily think it is. I, I don't think that there's any evidence that they've sex trafficked women. I think that they engaged in some wild orgies, that there was drugs involved, that there was mm. a lot of kink involved. But I think that these are with willing participants. And y'all about to get mad when I say this, but I don't care. Um, I think the oh. same thing that happened with R. Kelly. Um, now, say for anybody that he has sex with underage, Ooh. like there were grown women that had sex with him, engaged in sex, exchanged gifts, and accepted gifts for years. And then they came out and, you know, wanted to claim that they were victims like uh, and i still listen to his music and i'm not gonna stop <laughs> so what just now i'm not there. gonna even front to you mm-hmm. um <laughs> with r kelly and i'd be mm-hmm. feeling like hella ashamed that i listen to like i'll listen to r kelly but when i start like i so saw i'll tell you one of my favorite songs um, wait you get ashamed when you listen to him? baby if you listen to seems like you ready <laughs> 
Oh, child, I'll be bumping it in here cleaning on Saturday. Actually, when I'm done, honey, I'm going to play some R. Kelly. <laughs> just, honey, I have to, I feel like I have to listen to R. Kelly in secret. Um, I remember after all the allegations came out, R. Kelly mm -hmm. actually came to Mississippi and um, he had a situation down here where a man sued him for alienation of affection or, or honey, it was deep. But yeah, like I when I listen to R. Kelly now, I listen to like I can't listen to him out in public. Um, it, it's like I feel like I, it's a, it, it's a secret because I'd be like, you shouldn't support pedophiles. If it was and, nice, I would roll down my windows and ride baby, to the neighborhood. R. Kelly, I love R. Kelly. I can't even lie. Like I grew up in the Midwest. Like we would like R. Kelly stands. In addition, like people, you know, want to say. Oh, I'm no longer listening to R. Kelly. Do you know how many people R. Kelly wrote for? Mariah Carey, Michael Jackson, uh, like Beyonce. You, you, it's it's a lot of songs you're gonna have to take out of your catalog if you want to ostracize R. Kelly and ensure that you know not, you're not supporting anything that he participated in or he um he contributed to because R. Kelly is a genius and he's written for some yeah. of everybody. Yeah. Um. So then you think about other musicians who have had. Um, certain situations and everything. So um, you had Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was accused of a lot of stuff. And mm -hmm. I don't think yeah. that, um, I don't think that people will like discredit Michael Jackson for his uh, musical genius. I don't um, understand Whitney it. Houston, Why did Michael Jackson not catch the same flack? Because Michael Jackson were accused of doing this for like like small children, small, small kids that yeah. would not have had the ability to uh, you know, consent at all. Like there's no questioning that the ages of these these children. And this came back out recently that people who said that they weren't sexually assaulted by Michael Jackson are now saying that they are. Not to say that I believe those stories um over you know the women that um accused r kelly but i, I think that it, a lot of it is like you know bag chasers yeah 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 definitely sack chasers over there honey um mm -hmm. shout out to melody for the super chat thank you melody she says hit the like button yes hit the damn like button y'all be Thanks, tripping melody. with us i be like dang why y'all don't want to like the show doing the show like <laughs> it's like so weird to me y'all weird you know, hmm. you know, they, they, these are folks. They they special. Um, but let, let's get off into the topic, honey. Attractive, mm. and don't nobody want them. Why they ain't being wiped up? What's up with that? Listen now, in this space. We hear men vying for attractive women, talking about their right to be able to date attractive women, attractive women, attractive women. We want dimes. We don't want the fours. We want attractive women. We want fine women. So that would make one reason to believe that, you know, attractive women are in high demand. They should be, shouldn't even be on the market. But that doesn't yeah. seem to be the case. Yes. What's up with that? So I, you know, and I was sitting there trying to think about it, and I was thinking about um, I know uh, I know more homely looking women that are married um, versus like really, really, really attractive women. Um, then I'll think about like uh, women who, let me see, 
I thought about women who um, have been previously married before, can't keep a man to save their life. And I'm thinking of celebrities. So I was thinking about Halle Berry. And I was like, damn, Halle Berry can get her a man like it is nothing. Mm-hmm. But she can't keep a man to save her freaking life. Say that. Baby, Halle Berry be running through niggas, excuse me, through uh, dudes like, like she going through the garden picking flowers, baby. Hallie be mm. like, I want him, and they want him, and they want him, <laughs> and baby, they be suing Hallie for what? Hallie just got sued for child support and 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 yes, alimony. She did. I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. not By only did she wasn't pick, even married to baby. I'm like, um, you picking dudes, and they actually coming for your bag, honey. So then I think this is my thought process. If a dude comes for your bag after the fact, then to me, he he probably really didn't mess with you in the first place. And so I was like, I'd be like, damn, you know, like uh, Adele, the dude came for her bag after the fact. Now, I ain't gonna say Adele is like the prettiest thing. Who is Adele? Adele Givens? Yeah, no, is uh, Adele the singer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Baby. Duh. I'm like, Adele? <laughs> okay, yes, the British singer, yes. Yes. So, um, you know, it's interesting to me um, when you see certain women. So then when I was when we were thinking about the topic, I was thinking about all these IG models, all the bad bitches um, that Uh, have only fans, models, IG models, gorgeous, Hmm. beautiful, like, you know, got a million men in their comments vying for them. However, they're single, like make it make sense. Um, You know, I'm trying to understand it. And when we talk about attractive women, even thinking like Mariah Carey, who was it? Um, Hmm. Last show, I think it was somebody said Mariah Carey aged better than than uh, Mary J. Blige, but whatever. You know, she's considered to be attractive. Um, you know, and she's had her share of partners. Like the, these women who are deemed attractive but can't keep a man. I, I want to know, like, how you know how, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, if 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 everybody's checking for the attractive woman, everybody wants the dime. Nobody mm-hmm. wants these overweight, you know, fours who are, you know, um, leading with their degrees and, you know, don't know how to keep house, hair-hatted hooligans, wear nothing but weave and makeup. But these Mm -hmm. are some of the women that we see that keep a man. I don't understand. Like, somebody lying. (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to say it. Well, shout out to Jack Spade. He says, attractive but useless women are only good for missionary position with the mm. light on. Oh, oh. he's a, ni- a little nasty. Um, <laughs> he is. <laughs> a little kinky. Sending on Sunday, honey. Um, <laughs> shout out to you for the super sticker. Thank you, Concrete. And thank yeah. you, Jack. Um, shout out to Danica Marie. Um, thank you. She sent us a super sticker. Thank you so much, Danica. And shout out to John Doe. He says, attractive plus being humble equals keep a man. And mm. so I wanted to ask you, what mm. are your top three reasons that you think an attractive woman, why attract an attractive woman wouldn't be married? Your top three. Well, John Doe just hit on one. Yes. Attractive women are not humble. Attractive Tiny. women know that. And we're talking about like beautiful women. I, I'm not, I want to make this distinction because I recently was in a conversation and we were talking about pretty privilege. And 
there were some women in there that wouldn't have been considered pretty that were saying they had pretty privilege. So oh, no. let me say, no, you, you know, have you ever seen some people like that that are a little bit delusional and they're like, you talk about beautiful women, you're talking about like gorgeous women and they're like, yeah, because I know I can get any man. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, but nonetheless, okay, back to the top. So we're talking about like beautiful women, you know, like the, the nines and the tens. Um, yes. Those women realize that they're in high demand. So they're not going to be humble. They're not going to embody humility. They know who they are. And, you know, they know that, um, you know, men are phys- men go after women for their physical beauty. So that makes them feel as though, um, you know, they are something of a trophy. And mm-hmm. women who are attractive to that degree don't take into account that their beauty fades with time. You know, you'll see a woman that's 60 years old and she's put on 30, 40 pounds and she's not the same woman that she was at 20, but she still has that same confidence and the same inability to keep a man because she's not humble. Um, In addition to not being humble, I think that they have um, very low tolerance. I think that they have low tolerance and unrealistic standards. So they'll cut you off for any small thing. And then they have a list of must-haves that they don't even meet. So I think those would be my three reasons as to why, um, you know, some of these women are attractive and unwanted. Okay. Um, I'm going to read the super chats and I will list my top three. Okay. Shout out to the beautiful Miss Roxy Beckles. Mm -hmm. Um, She says, because beautiful women have options and don't want to settle, but Mm -hmm. don't realize the wall is coming, honey. Mm. And they're looking for perfection slash fantasy. Say that, Um, Roxy. Say that. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to bro Leo Anthony. He says some attractive women have very toxic delusional personalities and feel like their beauty makes up for it. And a man is supposed to put up with it. Hmm. You said a word again. Thanks Um, guys. Yes. So I will say that my top three, Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of women price their vaginas out the game. Um, They generally want men that don't want them um, mm-hmm. So when you have everybody wants the hot guy, everybody wants the six figure dude with the six pack over six pe- feet with mm. the nine inches, honey, everybody wants him. He ain't going to have no problem with getting them. And with the with that type of man and you have a bunch of women vying for those men's attention. Attractive women don't feel like they have to compete. Attractive women feel like dudes should be falling from the sky to worship mm. them. And they feel like the attractive dude should be um, falling from from the sky for them and worship worshiping them too. So I think that mm-hmm. a lot of them kind of price their stuff out the game. Like, yeah, you think you're worth more than you're actually worth. You're not going to do the extra things that's going to get a man. Um, mm-hmm. So you think that because you're pretty and you're hot and you're fly, um, these men should just be on you. Hmm. Doesn't work like that. Listen, um, that's one. Right. Masculine. Mm. <sighs> Honey. Masculine. I've noticed that a certain, uh, certain women are able to get away with being masculine because they are attractive. Um, mm-hmm. The more attractive you are, the more shit you'll get away with. And that's men and women. Um, When a woman is masculine, I think that 
she can be pretty, but she probably a little rough. And um, with her being a little rough, you know, men like, ooh, I, I screw her, but you, she ain't gonna really get a lot of commitment from me. Um, and I, I think that that's that's a big that's a big deal. Um, entitlement. And shout out to Doug, because um, I, I was going with entitlement, too. Um, he said attitude, entitlement, ungrateful. Um, I think that's spot on as well. A lot of women feel like they deserve things because they are attractive. And you have to think about it. When people have fed you um, attractiveness, like, oh, you're so pretty. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you don't have to do this. Oh, you can get this for free. Oh, you can have this, that, and a third. Um I, I I do think that those women have been fed these entitlement um, issues. They've had entitlement issues from the start and feel like they're more deserving than what they actually qualify for. Now, see, when you get somebody that's a five and that five knows she knows that she gonna have to get her ass up in the kitchen and cook. She knows that. Um, she's going to have to go out of her way a little bit more. Um, that niceness does separate women. It does. It just does. Um, so I, I think that um, you have women that are way, way, way more humble and willing to go out of her way to do certain things for a man. And then um, she'll ride with a guy on a little bullshit here and there. Um, attractive women don't feel like they got to put up with shit. And I, I know a lot of attractive women who ain't going to put up with shit. And so I think that's a thing. Um, shout out. I said shout out to Doug. Um, thank you, Doug, for the super chat. Um, shout out to Jack Spade. He said, what did Nino Brown say? Cancel that bitch. I'll buy me another one. Attractive and oh. unwanted women know that line by heart. Honey, don't they though? Um, shout out to B. He says, we need a super panel with Roxy and Danica. B, I, I second that and Roxy <laughs> and Danica hit us up because we would please, love to hook please. up with you guys. We're at the breakdown 2020 at gmail.com. That would be lit. Yes. Um, and shout out to Bab. She says, good morning. Good morning, Bab. Thank you so lady. much for the super chat. Thanks, yes. guys. We appreciate you guys. Um, I wanted to comment on some of what you said. So, okay. you brought about. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Fine. Sorry, I had my. I was relocating, so my mic was turned around. But I wanted to comment on what you said. Um, you brought up some interesting points that I can't personally refute. But um, what? It, what's the? What is the problem with having standards? Is it that attractive women? Ha and I know this is kind of diverging a little bit from um, the line of conversation that we've already established, but mm -hmm. um, what's wrong with having standards? Is it that attractive women have standards and that women who are not as attractive don't have standards? Or is it that attractive women have created unrealistic standards? I would say that they have probably um the standards are probably unrealistic um now i want to send a shout out to eisen because eisen did hit <laughs> he did what hit on a little point he said stop all of these 
all of the hoes y'all name are psychotic oh. as hell and oh. looking for a nigga that don't exist. They're oh. just overpriced hoes. Oh well, listen. you know eyes and ass is mean, baby. Ooh, listen, that's I, mean. I don't know why I thought eyes and was nice, but listen, okay. <laughs> I don't know so, why you thought that either. I think, <laughs> I think that that's an interesting point. Now, I do think that I think that they're unrealistic too, because I've seen attractive women and like you know women who are beautiful who um really and truly they they want a man that has that meets every checkbox on their list so they have an extensive list and you know they want a man who makes over six figures is over six feet tall is well endowed knows how to dress drives a nice car will spoil them etc 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 Mm-hmm. But these women don't even want to cook a meal. These women don't like baby. No, you talking about cooking a meal, baby? They won't even fix a plate. Yeah, look, you said it. You I was said like, it. Like, so I don't know if it's that I'm a southern woman. Um, I, I don't know if it's that I'm a Mississippi girl. Now, um, mm-hmm. the way we were taught. And it don't matter who who's at the house. It was just good manners. If a man is there, you fix the man a plate. It it, it ain't gonna um, it ain't gonna bother me. I don't feel like it's gonna diminish me as, as a woman. I'll right. fix the plate in a minute. Right. I've been hearing guys say that they can't even get women to fix them a plate, and I'm like, damn, is is it that deep? And so I, I'm like, do you want to fix Listen. a plate? Like it's. I've heard that too. And I'm always like, I, I, I'm telling you, I said this on our last show. I've had to kind of, I, I used to challenge that. And I used to say, man, I don't believe that. That's that's crap. You know, like it was hard for me to yeah. believe initially because these are things that I do that are almost like innate, you know, and it's the same thing. If my father, if my fiance, whomever it is, like, I, I, you know, I, I'll fix the plate. Um, but I, I hear men that say that they can't even get a plate, let alone a cooked meal. Honey. <laughs> That's a little deep to me. Yes. I'm just like, I'm telling is, you, is it really that deep? Now, I am like, Aries Queen. Right. I am an Aries it, Queen. Said, are you guys talking about celebrities? We use examples of celebrities just because it's easy to pull from celebrities because we all know who they're talking, who they are. But we're talking about everyday beautiful women too, like beautiful women that we see every day that you know have these same embody these same types of attitudes. Um, yeah, it's, it's just really, really interesting. And Aries said they're exaggerating Aries initially. I, cause when I, when I, I heard it here in this space too, but initially mm-hmm. when I heard it here in this space, um, you know, I thought it was like, I was like, man, I ain't no, it's ridiculous. People fix plates. Um, <laughs> I'm like, the fixed plates is not a big deal, but there were so many men like, oh, they don't fix plates. They don't do nothing. They won't clean. They won't cook. They won't whatever, whatever. And then I'm like, damn. If you can't get a woman to fix you a plate, you need to look within. Oh, oh, and I, well, but you know what? They And I thought that they were exaggerating too, but I have to be honest. I have friends who, now, now I don't have, I I've never met a woman who said she wouldn't fix a man a plate, but I do have friends. I have a friend who does not cook because she doesn't like the way meat feels. I have another. And so she always, always going out to eat and, you know, with her various male friends. And I have another friend who thinks that it's absurd that I cook four days a week that, you know, has said that the most that she could do for anybody, no matter what they're doing is, is two. Like I have friends who, who think that, 
being domestic and regularly cooking and cleaning is like insane and they want no parts of it. And these are both very attractive women. So do you think that women are fronting um, when they, because I, my next argument would be um, women are saying like, look, I don't really want to be married anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm over here chilling Mm-hmm. I, I live a, a pretty decent life. I got me a couple of tricks on the side. They pay all my bills. Um, I don't really see the incentive of being married. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I only have to have sex with about two of them, even though she probably got about five of them paying her bills. She ain't mm-hmm. screwing but two of them. She's saying that she's living a decent life and why should she? Um, and And then, you know, I go to think like, well... Um, do you think those women actually want to be married? Um, no, I think that there are women as hard as it is to believe, you know, I think Paco brought it up on our last show where he said, that's not necessarily every woman's life goal. There are women who don't want to marry. They think that it's a burden. They think that it's bothersome. They haven't seen good examples of healthy marriages where the dynamics seemed quote unquote equal. Um, they felt like their moms did way more of the work because their moms well, their mothers worked outside the home and then had to come home and tend to children, cook, clean, you know, all of that. So they don't feel like um, women, um, that it's a benefit as a woman to to cook. Now, most of these women that I find that take, that that feel like this are attractive Mm -hmm. women, Uh, you know, um, varying degrees of attractiveness, but they're still attractive women. Um, They don't feel like it's um, beneficial to them. And I don't think that they're fronting. Like, like they seem to be pretty sincere and pretty content in their lives. I, you know, I know women who date very regularly and they want a partner and they're looking for, you know, a partner, but most of the women I know don't seem to be too pressed and like they seem to be indifferent regarding whether or not they marry. Yeah. I'm going to call bullshit. I'm bullshit. I think that if a woman found the right partner today, she would go. To me, um, there's a difference in between actually having the options and not having the options. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you don't have the options, I feel like, yeah, of course you're going to say you don't want to be married. If you don't have the options, um, if it's not the man that you want, and I just don't, what I'm thinking is the the men that they want don't want marriage with them. a lot of superficiality, very superficial, um, be mean as hell, selfish as hell. So I I, I kind of look at it like if the men that they wanted wanted to get married, I think that they would actually go. Um, ah. Yeah, I, I think they don't necessarily have the options of the men that they want. And be, if you don't have the options of the men okay. that you want, of course you're going to say, no, I don't want to get married. Um, no, marriage is not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but you know, that's my pick Misha ass up here today. You know, I'm pick Misha today. Well, I ain't pick Misha today. I'm pick Misha. Listen. So that's, where that's I'm a at. good point, though, um, Danny. Um, I do think that there's some of that, but I'm talking about women, and I know attract attractiveness is subjective, but when I say attractive, that's why I said varying degrees of attractive. I think like, you know, seven and above would be considered attractive. So they fall somewhere in that. I may say there are nine, you may say there are seven, but I'm talking about attractive women, um, most of which, you know, seem comfortable with the life that they live. 
And some say that they do not want to share a, a home with a partner. Like if they marry, that it would have to be on their terms and their terms are kind of like, you know, unreasonable. But um, I do also know a couple of women who I do think that if they could have the man that they want, like they've been in situations where, or relationships where the guy who they wanted, like was madly in love with, was unavailable. Now, if that person had been available or became available today, they would change their stance. So you may be right on calling BS for uh, you know a lot of women who who claim that they don't want marriage. I just feel like it's crap. Like if you had the choice of the man that you wanted, if you could get the man that you wanted, the perfect man that you wanted, you probably would get married to that man. Um, so mm-hmm. having the options versus not having the options is the, that's what it is for me. Cause I'm like, you don't have the option to get ma- married to, um, six foot, uh, 10 inches, um, mm-hmm. bag, bags and bags of money, uh, you know? And so but- it's like, I think the expectations can be a little ridiculous, but I think, yeah, I, I, I just okay. don't think that they can get the man that they want. Truly. So to that point, to that point, a woman who her ultimate goal in life is to marry, even if she, a woman whose ultimate goal in life is to marry, that's what she's wanted since she was a child. Marriage is the of utmost importance to her, is not going to be as picky. Like some of the women I know, they have men that are like dying to be with them and would marry them if they, you know, entered into a relationship with these men and they like, nah, I'm good. You know, we can be friends. You can, you know, continue taking me out. We can continue hanging out, but uh, I'm not willing to, you know, I, I, I'm not interested in you like that. So mm. I feel like there is a difference. Like if they, if, like if they were just capping and marriage was truly what they wanted, um, they would, you know, date and entertain these successful men who may be a little bit nerdy, but you know, they're digging them. Um, they would entertain them with the, um, being that there's an opportunity for marriage in, in those relationships or as opposed to like having this hard stance and not really being open to marriage, save for their perfect guy being available. Yes. Well, we've dropped the link in the chat. Mm-hmm. If you would like to come up and join us, you are welcome to. Um, shout out to Complex. Complex, hey, what's nice going seeing you on? In forever. How's it going? Top of the morning, ladies. What's going on? What's up, no, Complex? Much. Up here doing uh, our thing that, like we do. Yeah, you know, same here. I've been doing my thing over on the Brain Trust. Um, yes, I've been, been a um, minute. in and out. I've definitely been seeing you over there. Yeah, you know, it's been a minute since I stopped through. So, you know me, I usually just come in, say something, take off. Um, you know, I would say if you're, if a woman is unwanted, she's not attractive. Mm. Mm. Can you elaborate on that? Well, um, would you buy a brand new Ferrari with an engine that doesn't work? I mean, it looks nice. Definitely not. Yeah, but it's a piece of shit. It's it's basically a nice looking immovable object. So giving me a woman who, who... If she's... if If for no reason she's unwanted, not by me or anyone else... I would posit to say there's nothing attractive about her. Maybe she mm-hmm. has good facial features, perhaps, or physical features, perhaps, 
but there's absolutely nothing attractive about her. I, I, I always touch on this with my sapiosexualism shit. I'm like, what, what good, what good is it? What good is, is a quote unquote attractive woman who literally is of no value, who has no brains. What, what am I doing here? That's a good point that you bring about complex. Um, yeah, like the like the question is almost like an oxymoron. Um, it, it, it's like yeah. okay, attractive, unwanted. I would say not attractive. Hmm. Um, um, would you so, say that that's because you're a sapiosexual and you find more value in a woman's um, smarts over versus her looks? No, I would. I, I'm I'm literally using basic math. I flooded your chat with math equations. Yes, you did. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> literally simple math. It, this ain't even. We don't even have to go sapio. This is math. Okay. okay, I think that like when when I think about that, even if a woman has you know attractive physical features, but she has a disgusting attitude, then like you know they'll say like beauty what? is only skin deep. But she, <laughs> she's, she you know she, is she really attractive? If what, she, okay, she looks. She's a looker, but right. dumb as a box of rocks. Right. She's a looker. Can't cook for nothing. She's a mm -hmm. looker, um, has a crap attitude. She's a mm -hmm. looker. Um, uh, I mean, fill in the blank. What the hell? Yeah, and it makes her unattractive. That's that's a great point. Okay. All right, um, that's all I wanted to drop through and say. Um, <laughs> come well, check you. me out if you guys are interested. I do a live stream. Yeah, absolutely. But uh yeah, definitely go check out thank you complex definitely go check out complex designs channel as well as the black brain trust they have some very intellectually stimulating conversations over there but complex brought up a good point you know if she is physically attractive but has ugly traits or undesirable traits is she really attractive and that is probably likely the reason that she's unwanted because you know she's ugly whether it means that you know she's ugly on the inside or whatever um, yeah i'm gonna call cap on that why? Um, Come on, with let, certain degree, talk, I'm going to call cap on it because we've seen um, attractive women with ugly attitudes that have gotten away with plenty of shit. Um, think about like Evelyn Lozada. Evelyn mm -hmm. Lozada has one of the worst attitudes that I have ever seen, has not stopped Evelyn from getting a man. And I want to say Evelyn had actually gotten married at some point. Now, Evelyn can't keep a damn man, but she's actually had one. She's had a few. Um, the, I, and I, I, don't, I, just, I don't know if she ever got married, but did she marry Carl? I think they were engaged, her and Carl, but that's a good point. I know some, uh, um, I know some attractive women who have ugly attitudes. Look at Natalie or whatever her name is from the Bad Girls Club, Natalie, like no, you know, she, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there are attractive women with ugly attitudes that keep a man, however. Um, we're talking about the, the the ones who are unwanted that you know can't seem to keep a man. So I could I'm, I'm fairly objective. I could see you know how uh, the argument can be made on both sides. Okay, um, let me read these super chats. Shout out to uh, King Colorist himself. Um, <laughs> he he said y'all need to stop with this levels of attractiveness. Oh Either you're fine or you ain't. Unattractive <laughs> females need to hush. Stop worrying about stuff that they don't qualify for. Oh. Stop that Damn, how fantastic. Rude. Like, tell us how oh. you really feel. Shit. Um, shout out to JJ. He says, if American Black women don't want to do something, that's fine. 
It's a free country. But when they hit 50 years old, don't be mm. calling them for free favors. The answer is, <laughs> I'm busy. As he posts up with his uh, Latina, um, oh. shout out to you. <laughs> Thanks for the super chats. We and we got one more oh. from Perito Principal. He says, modern Black women, marriage become a fairy tale, so they settle for baby mama-ism. They do know they want children, but marriage has become an improbability. improbability. Okay, I got to say thank something to that. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate Appreciate you guys for the super chat. I got to say something to that. That last comment was pretty spot on. Um, I recently engaged in a conversation where there were five women over 37, from 37 to 43. And the context of the conversation was how they still want children. Two two of the women had started to freeze their eggs and they had no children, um, but they were saying, kind of talking about like how time was running out for them as it relates to them having children and talking about like what other options they would have because they had focused on their careers for 20 plus years. And now at the you know ripe age of 40 plus, um, they were kind of like concerned about whether or not they would ever get to experience motherhood. And that was kind of like, as a result of that, that was kind of what they led with when they met men. And it's almost like they're trying to rush a man down the altar when they meet him because they're like ready to have babies tomorrow. So he did have a good point regarding, regarding uh, his um, super chat. Mm. Well, let's get Jack Spade up in here. Good morning, Jack Spade. Hey, Jack. What do you think of the topic? What's up? What's up? So I'm going to make this real quick. Uh, concerning uh, dudes knowing how to cook better than the women. Now, about 20 years ago, when I was extra tight with my money, I'll invite women over. I'll cook dinner and invite uh, the women over. You know, so I'm trying to get something on the cheap. I've I had about four women tell me, well, hmm, since you cook this good, maybe I need to come come around more often. And I had to let them know, nah, I'm fixing dinner because I'm trying to get the poon on the cheap, son. <laughs> you know what? Well, I don't even well, know what damn. to say to that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Jack said he only cooking because you know um, uh, what you call it? Some, he this over there never, doing shit. I, I never fall for that. Like, you ain't cooking for me on no first date. Maybe the fifth, you know, when a man say, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I can cook in the, you know, I can cook, I can put it down in the kitchen, this, that, and the other. And they try to do that whole plan the first date at their house. You know what that's about, ladies. Come on. Like, we. You know, so look, never look, see, don't judge me. I feel so attacked. That's you what hurts, <laughs> baby. Let me That's, get that. Was your first but, Girl, but look, but look, I don't look, look you like I'll cook for you, and my ass was <laughs> bring it to the restaurant in a to go container. I'll tell you this when the women get in their 30s and they get into that desperado mode, they'll fall for any damn thing, and yeah, they will come over for the first date. So, majority of them, they were don't cool be praying about on it. desperate women. What, what the hell am I supposed to do? Pass them on to the next dude? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you're supposed to do, Jack. Oh, my gosh. 
That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Okay, you're supposed to let those women chill. Let them let them be on their own. Because you, if you keep using chicks for sex, um, all you guys are doing is creating bitter ass women. You're pumping and dumping, and you leaving them for the next dude to uh, sit around and be used by. And these mm. women turn out to be mean. Do you know what it's like to work with these bitches? These bitches come to work. They don't speak in the morning. They angry. They be trying to get you fired over stupid mm. stuff. They mm-hmm. all at the copy machine uh, glaring at you and shit. Stop. <laughs> yes. Stop. Shit. Please. Well, sister, do sister, us George, sister George, one not? I, you know, you, you're absolutely 100% correct. And this is what I'm going to do when I'm reincarnated. I may decide to change my ways the next go around. <laughs> you, you, ain't, you ain't nothing. You, you, you real crappy for that uh, Jack Spade. All right, but everybody, everybody have a good weekend. Hey, them bucks by nine. Brady's going to yeah, the, the throw two touchdowns, but they're still going to win. I'm, I'm on the bandwagon today, son. <laughs> and you know what? That's why she's going to be dry as a powder house when you get to the next one. Ooh, um, next, we're going to have Pablo. <laughs> hey, Pablo. Good morning. Thanks, Jack, for coming through. Hey, um, lady. Pablo, what, what, what do you think about the topic? Well, you know, you know, I, I, um, I enjoy the manosphere and, and, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. But let's be honest, um, black American culture, there are some really great things about black American culture. One of the things we do well is to innovate, be creative, um, be expressive. We're the, we're the world leaders in that, right? But the things we don't do, one of the things we don't do well is we don't create women that can be wives and domestic and all like that. We create women who are independent, freedom-loving, expressive, and all of that. And sometimes we're going to have to come to grips with the fact that that's just not who we are. I mean, and it's not necessarily a bad thing because different cultures do well at, at different things. I had a group of Indians uh, that I was talking to yesterday, and they went on and on about Nicki Minaj and uh, who is it, Lil Kim, and they were praising how much, how it, how the much they appreciated how they could be expressive and 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 freedom and and all of these other things. And the reason why is because they can't do it. They can't. And I think the men in the black manosphere are going to eventually learn that they're they're fighting a good fight, but it ain't a winning one. So, you know, one of the reasons you're saying, you know, these women are so, you know, beautiful and this and that, but they can't, you know, keep a man or, or get married or whatever is because our culture just doesn't promote it like that. It doesn't. Well, mm, I got a question for you, Pablo. Um, do you think a big part trying to be a jerk? I'm just being realistic. Oh no, no, no. I'm not taking it like that. But I do have a question for you and um the the men. Um, being that attractive women get offered more penis um than let's just say the average woman, do you think that a big part of the problem is a lot of them 
I'm not going to say most attractive women are ran throughs. I'm not, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. But do you think that there's an intimidation factor um, that comes into play being that they do Mm. have a lot of uh, men after them? That's a good point. No. And you know what? I, um, I'm going to email you guys. Your emails are in the description, right? Yes. Of your your channel. I'm going to email you guys a, uh, a link to a YouTube video. Uh, from the House of Athletes, where it's a group mm-hmm. of black women who are married to NFL athletes. And when you see how they interact and behave in relationships with their husbands, it is everything that Kevin does on his show every night that he talks about. Mm-hmm. Them girls are up at five in the morning working out. They they having to juggle, you know, 10,000 things. And, and still be there for their man and be supportive of them. They are working for that. But they have help, that. too. Yeah, they but they help. working for that. So no, 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 say no, juggle no. 10, they, they, there wasn't a nanny in the bunch. Not a one. No, no um, uh, housekeepers. No, no, no um, you know, assistants and things like that who are keeping their schedules for them. None of that. Right, right. But see, they had, but, but li- when you listen to it, you'll see that they had to work up and build up to that. But they they, well, they course, definitely had the financial resources to do it, but they ain't sitting on their asses. They, they ain't sitting on their asses <laughs> eating bonds. That ain't happening. Right. And, and I wouldn't them. expect them to. That's that's never um, been my assumption. I do think that, like, first of all, attending to a house and even managing a staff can be, you know, pretty, pretty intense. And then I know that you want to absolutely you want to dedicate an hour or two a day to working out. If you have children, you're running from here. Like, I, I, I would never assume that they're just sitting back and not doing anything. But there was a point that was made earlier that Danny highlighted that I wanted to just speak to very quickly. Um I do think that there is a growing number of women that do not care about marriage. I don't think like I don't think that it's just simply the men not proposing that is the reason for the marriage decline. I think that there are women who are not interested and it might be that they're not interested because they're more focused on their careers at the moment, but there is a growing number of women. I don't think that we're just talking about this small minority. I'm in conversations with hundreds of women and I hear numerous women. I've talked to my own daughters and I have I have two two daughters and one of them is kind of like, eh, I don't really know if that, you know, if that's what I want. And yeah. so I, I do think that there's a growing number of women. It's not just this small, small segment of the population that we're discussing when we say there's some women who don't want marriage. But I did want to read this super chat just really quickly. Um, We got one from Spiritual Logic, aka Hulk. He said, sex ain't the issue, just can't have two bosses in a relationship. As long as women share legal authority without accountability and societal consequences, their behavior will always be against qualified men. Good point, Spiritual Logic, and we appreciate you for the super chat. Yes, thank um, you. Who was next? Um, next, we have um, Melody, then Dennis, and then Mr. Fantastic. Um, we got somebody in the back, um, not Webb's World 1. Um, you have to connect your microphone and audio um, to be able to enter the stream, but 
um, you can turn those things off when you actually get on there. I'm going to read the super chat real quick, and then I'm going to let Melody in. Shout out to there. I said it. He says, Pablo, do you feel the black manosphere is good or bad for the BC, generally speaking? Well, I think it's definitely needed for black men to have a, a, a place to express their views and their feelings about things. Do I think they're ultimately going to, quote unquote, change the culture? And uh, no. Can you mute your mic, not webs? Thank you. Go ahead. No, I think we I think we the culture and the, what we have is kind of what we have right now. I don't I don't see it changing in in, you know, the near future. Do I do I think it's needed? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Pablo. In regards to that point, and I'll just be real brief, like I said, I've like when I engage in conversations in other spaces, I realize that this space is extremely important. I think that like the conversations are extremely lopsided and I'm like able to kind of highlight how the conversation seemed to stem from uh, like people from a matriarchal community when I'm ha having these conversations because it's like a woman can um, say something that is completely where, you know, a woman can have a conversation where she's not taking any accountability for her actions. And there's no one in the conversation saying, Hey, but what about your side of this or, or not your side, but what about um, how the role that you played in this? And then you may have one man out of 15 who steps up and says, Hey, you know, there should be some accountability had on your side too. And all the other 15, 14 men will jump all over him. So I do see that the conversations are unbalanced. I think because the conversation are so unbalanced in most other social media realms. In this space, the conversation also tends to be unbalanced, but on the other side. So I think having balanced conversations is important, but because there's no space uh, that has kind of um, uh, a platform that actually permits that or allows that because it's either one side or the other, um, I think that being able, for me, being able to hear conversations in this space and, and others hearing conversations in other spaces, I'm able to kind of just stay objective because I hear both sides. But I wish there was one space where we could have like conversations where people, uh, you know, we could have a balanced conversations conversation and, um, you know, people could, you know, speak freely without being like attacked. And I know that that's like, you know, not, not going to be a reality, but um, I do wish that because I think that um, it would be beneficial for both sides. Mm -hmm. And that, that's all I got. I'll let uh, Melody get in here. Hi, Melody. Hey, ladies. How are you? <laughs> hey, Melody. Fine, Melody. Oh. Hey. oh, my God. I'm good. <laughs> what do you think about the topic, honey? Well, I feel like a man is initially, like, pulled in by a woman's beauty. But if she's not feminine and submissive, she's basically a dub. And you don't have to be mm. the smartest in the world, but common sense and good attitude is everything. Oh, mm. look at Melody. Melody, I agree with everything you said. And look, that was just well, literally like two sentences. <laughs> that was two sentences, I'm but trying. she summed it up I'm very trying. well. Listen, because she like, listen, you can be a beautiful woman and your beauty will draw the man in. But if you're like you lack substance or, you know, you know, you you are, have a poor attitude and you're disgusting to be around, he ain't going to stay long. So great, great point, Melody. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, we got a 
Thank you. We got another super chat from Spiritual Logic, aka Hulk. He says women can't be married to government policy and men at the same time. They will either love one and hate the other. Can't serve two masters. LOL. Good point, Spiritual oh, Logic. No, I agree Because spiritual, uh, spiritual, I'm kind of looking. I'm, <clears throat> I, I I understand totally, totally what you're saying. But you know, um, we've seen people get married and remain married. Um, we've seen people get married and so you well, know he's saying like out. government policy, like like married to policy, like kind of policy that doesn't support men, kind of like biting into feminism and uh mayor and you know love your partner because it, it's to his detriment. You know, if there's policy being made that does not uh that goes directly against the person who you claim to love that's to his detriment, how can you you know, how can you do both? How can you be for policy that is um you know detrimental to your partner but also claim to really love your partner? I just feel like men who have options won't get married as quick um because men who have options, right? If you're able to get everything that you want from a woman without having to actually put a ring on it, you can get sex, you can get a cooked meal, um, she'll spend some money on you, she'll do whatever. If you're having these things happening and you feel like there's not really a big incentive for you to get married, I feel like marriage isn't necessarily incentivized. Not on, And then you have the laws, right? Mm -hmm. But on the other side of that, you do have men who actually, and it's more, I think it's actually more men that want to be married than women. I, I really feel like that. But mm. men are saying that they can't actually find the one um, that they really, that really that want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of look at it like. Um, Listen, to his probably, point though. Yeah, to his point. Now, I kind of feel like with the, the government policy and stuff like that. Right. Like, I let's say like you're supporting government policy. Let's say you support the Democrats. And let's say, not, not even talking about Trump because he's an extreme example, but let's say you support the Democratic Party despite the fact that they make legislation that, that, that oppresses Black men, that does not benefit Black men, that, you know, they're making these laws that target Black men and passing legislation that targets Black men men but you say you you love black men and you you're married to a black man and you say that you know you support him and and you are 100% all in as it relates to your marriage how can you do both well what i was trying to say too i think that these are new frames of thinking of course marriage has been on the decline for about the last 20 years or so mm -hmm. but to me this is um these are kind of new frames of thinking i don't think that these ideals um have been in play for a very very long time so i i just kind of feel like men have gotten married in spite of um like you you do have men that still want to be married but of you know looking now um, the laws aren't as favorable. And so men are saying, okay, um, they'll do domestic partnerships. They'll live with chicks. They'll shack up. Mm -hmm. um, some won't go down the aisle, but, uh, you know, just because some won't don't doesn't necessarily mean that some will. I think it's more incentive. Like they don't, I, don't, I just don't think the incentive is there like it used to be. Um, okay. Shout out to Kareen Henry. She says a melody is on point with this discussion. Ain't she though? Thank you. Yes, Kareen. thank honey. you. 
Yes. So um, thank you so much, Kareem, for this super chat. Uh, next, we have Dennis and then Mr. Fantastic and then Not Webb's World. Um, Dennis, what are your thoughts on the discussion and the topic? Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, I, I kind of had some things in mind. Uh, I, I guess I kind of got a little, little off topic. But uh, anyways, um, I think at the beginning, y'all were talking about... Um, you know, for example, people being extremely attractive, but, you know, not being able to um, get married. Dennis, can you speak up a little bit, love? You, you, you oh, can you hear good. me now? Is that better? Yes, that's much better. Okay, yeah. I got y'all on a um, on speaker or whatever. But, um, yeah, so, again, a lot of people still don't really understand, you know, being able to date and be able to have a marriage are two totally, completely different skill sets. Um I really do think that um, for a man or a woman to be like, you know, good partners in marriage, you have to be taught certain things. Like, you know, uh, for example, um, BGS says this a lot of times. Uh, he says that a wife has to be trained simply because um, as human beings, we don't really, um, monogamy isn't a, a normal sort of thing for us. Like, you know, so marriage and dating and long-term relations stuff like that you have to be trained on certain skill sets that just simply aren't taught nowadays um and another thing is like you know i think a lot of people are uh i think maybe concrete rose was talking about how a lot of women are saying like you know they don't want to be married or things like that i really think that's really for two different points i think one point is is let's just be honest that's a trend right you know a lot of guys, for example, in the manosphere say that they don't want to be married simply because a lot of other guys are saying that they don't want to be married. So that's another trend thing. But also, um, kind of like what Sister George was saying, if you run across the, like, you know, let's just say a top 10% guy or a guy that you're really attracted to, a lot of people are willing to sort of overrun that social conditioning that they're um, being fed. So again, a lot of it just comes down to just simply attraction. And a lot of guys and, and women, for that matter, are willing to, uh, like, you know, if, if the attraction is good enough and the chemistry is good enough, they're willing to get married. So, again, I think a lot of people are, like, you know, capping, they're saying certain things just because it sounds good. But um, I think a lot of people do want to be married and they do want to be in long term relationships. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think that, you know, the average chick wants to be 60, 70 years old out here in the club, like, you know, popping bottles. Like, let's just be honest. So I think a lot of people do, do hmm. want to get married and, and stuff like that. Dudes too. But again, a lot of people are just like, you know, lying and stuff like that. Go ahead, Danny. No, I was just going to say that I, I agree with Dennis. I think Dennis brings about some good points, um, especially like when you get, so, get to a space where, um, okay, so the manosphere would be a prime example of men getting to a space where they're going to have men that agree with a lot of things that they've seen, that they've said. So when you find people, you get into a space and you find people that have had negative experiences with women. And I'm not going to say all of the mental sphere. I'm not going to say this is what they stand for. But a lot of the people have gotten to the mental sphere because they have had negative experience with women. Um, if you get to a group that feeds into um, those things that you've, you've experienced, um, and they're against certain aspects of life or whatever, whatever. I think that does have a an influence on that. I, I, I think that's true. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. I, I agree, mean, I, I totally agree was... on that. 
There was something else, oh. Dennis, that you said that I wanted to touch on. Um, I don't think that women are thinking that, you know, when they get 60 and 70, they're they're going to be in the club. I think that women are claiming that they're so fulfilled in other areas of their life that marriage just isn't their top priority, that, you know, they're traveling and they're finding new hobbies and this, this, that, and the other. But to your point, I think that once the, 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 these are, you know, um, Gen Zers and, you know, late, late millennials, um, I think that these women that once they reach their 40s, they'll probably feel very different. I think that right now they're having the time of their lives. They're vacationing. They're, you know, going out They're you know, doing things that they enjoy. And for some reason, they feel as though marriage would slow all of that down for them. So I feel like they don't see the value in it. But I do think that once they mature, they will. But by then, you know, they're having a hard time. Women that have waited until they're 40 are now having a hard time finding a viable mate who wants to start a family. Like you're 40. And although there's been advancements in technology, so it's not as difficult to have children, there are a lot of risks associated with having a child young. And I think it's kind of selfish to in a, a little bit. I, I'm not opposed. I think that it's wonderful that they're kind of exercising family planning and they're not just going out and like, you know, when they're young and sleeping with whoever, they're being more careful. But at the same time, like there's, a, I had a sister, I have a sister who had a child at like 38 or 39 and they had to run so many tests to make sure that, you know, the child would not have any kind of developmental um, issues and with, there's higher risk for Down syndrome and all different kinds of things. And she does. And, you know, so I do think that there um, are some risks associated that you kind of have to take into consideration. And you have to think like, is chasing my career so important or vacationing with my girlfriend so important that um, I'm foregoing, you know, marriage and family until later when, you know, it, there could be some unforeseen risks that I am, um, you know, subjecting my future children to and or it's going to be extremely difficult to find a mate who wants to marry and start a family at that later stage in life. So I don't think that they're factoring that part of it in. Now, see, Rose, hold on. I got to give you a lot of pushback on that, mainly because um, the, the funniest thing that you say is like, you know, you, you see even like, you know, a lot of women who are like, you know, saying well, I got to focus on my career or whatever or education. But here's the thing is they're not happy. And you can tell because uh, j just, okay, <laughs> just go just go for one day and just look at how many people are actually smiling and happy. Most people mm -hmm. aren't smiling and happy. Um, in my opinion, I actually think that the happiest that um, the women that I've ever been with was um, when they had, or when they had a man, like, you know, and, like, <laughs> like, let's just be honest. Like, that's I don't know own. about that, Dennis. Uh -oh. I don't know about but, that. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because here's the thing: if they were really that happy, then why is the why is the um, rate of uh, antidepressants that women are taking at an all-time sky high? Um, we even know, for example, well, we can also this. question on, why the I'm, rates I'm of not, suicide not, are so high in black men. Like I, that I'm may not, not be a correlation. But go ahead. I'm, I'm not finished yet. Um, we all know about the title, um, not the title, but the, the cover of the New York magazine. Like, you know, mm -hmm. everybody was talking about that, like, you know, because yeah. that's 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 true. So we if, if people 
so so if if chasing your career and chasing after all the success is so happy, please explain why the antidepressant the the the, the medication rate is literally at an all time sky high. We all okay. know the jokes about like you know cat lady in the box wine. We we all know that. So I I really love to hear explanation. So I that. want to I want to respond. You said a lot, and I was trying to chime in because like I'm not taking notes because I'm trying to also be in the chat, and it's hard to just keep up with everything that you said. But I will focus on the main points. So um, as it relates to your question, I do not think that there is necessarily a correlation between partnership and their unhappiness. I think the unhappiness is because they're so driven as it relates to their careers. In addition, there have been studies that show for Black women, we typically do the job of what three white people would be doing in a company. A lot of times we take on like uh, we're given far more tasks than you know our non-Black counterparts when yeah, we're trying to climb up the corporate. I, I'll try to find the um, link to uh, the article that I seen that in. I'm pre pretty sure it was Ebony or not Ebony Essence, but I'll find it and I'll put it in the chat. But um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of stress associated with trying to be this driven career woman. Um, I think that we are also in an age where people aren't as social as they were when we were growing up in like the 90s and the early 2000s. People are sitting in front of a computer. That's why Clubhouse has taken off in the way that it is because people are do not have that social aspect of life. When you see people out at a restaurant, everybody is locked into their phones. We don't socialize the way that we used to. If we were used to socializing like that, people would feel as though there was something remiss in their lives and they would feel like they need that partnership. But because they don't, I don't feel like there's necessarily a correlation between not having marriage and that depression link. I think that, you know, we're in a stressful environment. There are so many things going on in the world um, outside of not being married. Um, when we just look at the political climate and the social issues that we're dealing with, like that is extremely stressful balancing all that. There have been high, and I agree with you, there have been extremely yeah, high rates. Balancing all by yourself. Mm. Uh, yeah, there, yeah, that's true. But, and listen, I, I'm speaking to this, but I'm one of those people that, that Dennis is pointing out that I'm happier in relationships. I was happy being single, trust me. Like I was doing my thing, but I I thrive more in relationships, but I've had enough conversations with people who doing say your that thing. you have to you have to explain that doing your thing. Oh my god, here you go. Okay, let me wrap it up. Streets, fantastic. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> But I'm going to wrap it up. But I, I just um, think that there are other factors to be considered. I don't necessarily think that it's, you know, the fact that they are not married. I do think, though, like I said, once they, I think that this is just like them talking and feel when you're in your 20s, you're not thinking about how life is going to be when you're in your 40s or being lonely when you're in your 40s. I think that for the moment, yeah, you may feel like that. You may feel like I am, you know, um, headed up the corporate ladder. I am vacationing with my girlfriends every three months. I, and I think that this pandemic may open some eyes because not being able to go out and socialize with people kind of makes you wish dang i wish i had a companion to do this life thing with girl so, concrete i'm calling cap, cap 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 right um, i'm calling cap as hell i'm gonna tell you why um people don't mind being single for a little bit um, but most women don't want to hop from dick to dick to dick. If a woman mm. can find a good dick to, to lay around and to be around and to chill and he mm -hmm. going to be faithful and he going to do what he's supposed to do. I, I'm, and I'm going to tell you this as a, as a woman who was single. 
um, baby, I did not enjoy paying all my bills by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I make I make decent money for a black woman in the United States. I make decent money, but I, I can tell you this: I hate it. I hate paying all bills by myself. I hated this shit. I'd be like, mm-hmm. damn, I got to pay this again. Like, damn, I think I'll take all my money. Okay. First of all, I hated paying bills. Um, when you're a single mother, and a lot of us are, you're dealing with children, you're dealing with baby daddies, you're dealing with the job, you're dealing with the stress of the world, you're dealing with political shit, you're dealing with all kinds of things on your own. Women, and I know women um, who have been married, and they'll be complaining about being married, but those women actually enjoy a certain aspect of being needed and knowing that they don't have to go through everything by themselves. Exactly. Um, that's why I would call cap on a lot of that because, um, you know, as, as much as some chicks complain, it ain't shit having to do everything on your own by yourself. Then when the holidays come around, you ain't got no boo to take to your folks. You up in there well, looking at everybody else. Damn man, girl, chop. You're talking this about one type of woman, like you guys are leaving out. And I, 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 I'm very specific in my language. I haven't said that all women feel like this. Like I don't, you can't call cat because there are different women. And I'm saying that there is a segment of the population who feels like this. And I'm not talking really more about single mothers. I'm talking about like the younger generation of people who don't have children because they've been so career focused and career driven. They've never had anybody to pay bills. And then when they talk about have these conversations about paying bills, they say that men want to go 50-50. And they're like, if I got to go 50-50, I would rather just pay all the bills by myself. If you've never had the luxury of having someone come in and help you with bills, maybe you just feel like, okay, I got a lot of bills, but that just means I got to work harder and trying to climb up this corporate ladder and creating another little uh, micro business in order to you know, um, create more revenue. I think that there are some women that think like me and you, Danny. But I think that there are also some women, younger women, who are like, I'm good. I'm, 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 I don't mind hopping on different penises because that's like the mantra mm. of most of the rap songs today. Get it how you live. Like they, they, now, they now hold care. on, hold on, Ciro. Uh, let on. me read this, this super chat first. Chat. Let me let Go me ahead. get the super chat out first. Shout out to Michael Jones. Michael Jones says, "Good morning, ladies. I have a question." Why do some women go to church all day and then after they leave, they forget about the message? Uh, Michael Jones, I have an answer for you. Um, I'm going to get to a sermon in a minute, but who was getting ready to speak? I'm sorry, because I I just had Dennis wanted to chime in. This is my final piece of pushback. This nigga is the new Edward Anderson brother, brother, brother. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's really me. It was me. So go really quick, Dennis, and then we're going to give me some All I got to say, and then I'll mute up. I'll mute up. Um, See, Rose, the reason why I'm calling cap on what you're saying is, is just because somebody tells me or somebody tells, for example, you something to do doesn't mean that you have to follow it. Just because society is saying that you have to move up the corporate ladder and you have to work, focus on your education doesn't mean that you have to follow it. Like, you know, for example, if there's a lot of it, it, like, you know, and then C. Rose was talking about the different things like, you know, the different political aspects and stress and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that a lot of people invite into their lives that they don't have to. For example, um, the reason why I'm not really uh, okay. So Trump, Trump's a good example, right? Like a lot of people were talking about the political climates and all the chaos that Trump's doing, and a lot of people were inviting that into their lives. The reason why my life was pretty stress free is because I didn't watch the news. What I'm trying to say is, is you, you still, y'all, still people have um, 
people have a decision on what they want to make and what they want to follow and what they want to allow into their lives. You don't have to make your life stressful by climbing up the corporate ladder or things like that. Like, you know, so again, it's, it's that sort of accountability and that responsibility of what, what do you decide to follow, what you decide to listen to, what you uh, decide to absorb. Thank you, Dennis. Listen, I'm going to let Mr. Fantastic chime in here, but I have two, both of my daughters are here and I'm literally going to call them in here and ask them a series of questions in order to see, because they're like, I have one on one end of the spectrum. That's like me and Danny, one that's more independent. And, you know, she has a, a great, great job and she has a great career. And she also has, both of my daughters have their own business, um, but she, you know, has a pretty, you know, a, a business that's flourishing and she's kind of like focused on her grind. So they're like, I get to see both ends of the spectrum like live and in effect and i just think that there are some women that fall into one category some women that fall into the other and a lot of women fall in between but we got a super chat from jack spade that i want to read real quick he says my career today equals my babies her cats later in life thank you jack that's funny go ahead mm, fantastic jack mm. Yo, hey, what up? Um, uh, I need y'all to give me some ro royalty music. You know what I'm saying? When I oh come in God. here, oh my God, I'm just saying, just, just for the sake of You gotta add light skin in there too, though. Don't forget to add light skin. Oh but anyway, he wants a light skin family. There we go. There we go. So, um, uh, listen, uh, yeah, man, it's 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 so many sombreros around here. I don't know what to do. Listen, um. There's no such thing as whether, well, yeah, man, sombrero cap. Uh, listen, if a woman is unattractive and unwanted, again, that's what we call like over 30. If you find an over 30 and you ain't got no man, you constantly don't got no man, you constantly single by choice, that means, bitch, you're crazy. You're crazy. So you have a serious, serious character flaw as to which um, uh, a man just can't stay with you. You look good. You're arm candy. You might even, you know, have some good, you know, physicality. And I think um, Sister George used a great point. And like Evelyn Lazada is one of these women that are, you know, she's high, um, you know, really, really hypersexually attractive. But when it comes down to her personality and just her as a person, it's completely horrible. Um, a lot of these um, hyperattractive females are, as you say, ran through. I mean, look at Lori Harvey, you know, I mean, whether whether we know it or not, the, the perception, perception of the reality. And again, you constantly see her with a different dude, a different dude, and a different dude, and a different dude. And um, the more attractive a female is, the more options she has. The thing I think where it's a little bit of um, uh, disingenuousness being being happening here is like we, we talking like, you know, dudes just don't want a, a fine ass female. Nah, if you find you're going to that's going to get you in the door. The thing is, you have these unattractive women complaining because they they can't even look in the parking lot. Like, but you can't. No, the security not even let you in the gate. So you have them trying to give an assessment, and it's pretty much like you know the pretty privilege. Everybody talks about everything else and whatnot. It's pretty much pretty privilege. It's for a woman to mess it up with her um her mouth, <laughs> her attitude, and her um lack of submissiveness. Because if she's attractive, she's gonna get in there. Everything else after that is pretty much up to to her to to either keep it or mess it up. As far as something else that was said is like, yeah, man, a lot of these chicks, um, uh, with the fifty fifty thing, uh, y'all probably the first time I ever even thought that nobody actually said this. Look, fifty fifty means at the end of the day, you're not paying half of anything. 
hell, half is better than whole, goddamn. <laughs> if you paying a hundred percent of the bills and you get a man to come in, you get a you get a man to come in, and even if it is only just 50 percent, well, hell, that just cut half of the money you gotta spend out. And then, like um, you know, uh Sister Joy said, you add some um you know some great penis to that. You know, oh my gosh, she didn't even say all that. You added that. You said good. Let me that's why I'm she said good. So I'm saying if you had some great motherfucking penis in there, you know, oh, turning the tiger oh out this month. Hey, you know your Scorpio. Hey, I, I, I don't know nothing about this. Fantastic, you know. gotta say it one time. Oh, great, great. I heard a woman talking about this. Y'all, y'all know I don't know nothing about this. I'm I'm just ugly and broke and none of that. I, I BDRs all over the world, so I don't I, I don't know nothing about this. This is what I heard a woman say. This is what okay. This is what I heard a woman say. That that's the best. That's the best of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? R. Kelly and Jay Z. So again, man, um, uh, the, the whole thing was happening is these women. It's a lot of women on the you know outside looking in because you know the higher you go up the attractiveness scale, the lesser it is. So I, I think that's a major part of it that most women just don't want to um, admit to is to say, hey, I'm not pretty enough. You know what I mean? And and the thing is, if you if you stop worrying about that. I mean, most dudes are willing to be with a female that's average or, or you know, at that seven range. Like I said, man, seven to 7.5, that's like the perfect, that's like the sweet spot. You know, she, mm-hmm. she gets everybody's attention and she, she, she's got a, um, she's humble. She's got a good attitude. She, she's on your program. I mean, damn. That's, yeah, she's that's, got a fat ass. Oh, yeah. Especially got that uh-huh. fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Let's whatever just says something interesting in the chat really quick. I just want to invite her to hit the link if she'd like to come up. She says, I wouldn't marry a man who wanted to go half on the rent with me. I'll get a roommate and a good toy. Feel free to hit the link and come up and join the conversation because we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, she's she's yeah. not intelligent. She's not she's not intelligent. So what? um you, you, Why you say that about that one? So so what you so what she's saying is so what she's saying is she'd rather live with a, a woman that's going to be strictly business and, and give her no type of you know emotional help, no type of physical actual physical comfort. And that that's the kind of woman that I'm talking about. I'm glad you guys pointed that out. She does not want to be under the fucking control of a man. That's why she's going to be single at seventy, oh and she's probably going to be Hopefully, Bye. she'll come up and she can she can uh, elaborate uh, on her comments. This probably got got them all lined up, but I'm going to read basically. Yeah, all, all that a whole bunch of them. A whole heap of Baby, I can't stand it. I really don't like you. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's whatever says she don't want no smoke. Um, but shout out to Babe. He says, I get what you're saying, concrete, but what people say in public and what they really want can often be two different things. I'ma call cap on what they told you too, especially the older ones. Babe, yep. you came through with a good no, word. I didn't Mr. Say older ones. I was talking about young, young women. I said specifically like late millennials and uh, Gen Zers, like not not older women. When they get older, yeah, I'm talking about like the young women who are right now, their careers are taking off. So they feel like I don't need what I need to marry somebody for. So what career, though? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> you know what? Get, uh, not Webb's Dennis world. on fire. And then I want to address um our homeboy super chat about these church women. So uh mm-hmm. web not so not webs world one. What do you what are your thoughts on the topic? Hello. 
Can you hear me? Yes, we can yes, hear you we just can hear you. All right. Make sure my mic was on. The number one thing people need to come to the realization is this. We don't glorify this in our community. We don't glorify marriage in our community. And another thing we don't want to talk about, Black women nowadays, they're not Black women. Y'all are Negro-pean. And when I say that, oh, oh. Uh-oh. ask yourself, you talking about Wait, how you're I so independent. You say, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm like, I ask my women all the time, what is, what do you want? Do you want to get proposed to with a diamond ring? Correct, right? Correct? Yes. Anyone? Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I got that is what I wanted, yes. Do you know when that started? The 30s. Uh, and that started because of the colonization of South Africa. So well, you want to like we can do anything with with cattle or you know if a mule? Because <laughs> like. I just talked to my cousin. I'm like, well, wouldn't it be nice? Because I literally because he just proposed last night to his girlfriend. Yeah, literally. shout out to them. Congratulations. Yeah. Right. I know, right? And we were having this conversation. I was like, dude, wouldn't it make sense? Hear me out. For you to get a house and to say, yo, X Y Z, this is what. This is my show of love. This house right here is going to be our stable. This right here, I'm going to add to this house. I see a future being with you. This is an asset for the both of us. I don't want to just give you a ring because at the end of the day, I could take the ring back. It ain't that easy to just say, oh, let me just give back the house. This shows something of true investment. And I said, instead of having a wedding, you guys should add to this house and then five, 10 years down the road, then you renew your vows. And everybody was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then my other cousin, who is a woman, was like, honestly, that sounds good, but I ain't going for that shit. And then everybody was like, yeah, you're right. Why can't he just get me the ring and the house? I'm just like, it's not about being able to get both. It's the principles. And I say Negro pen because your ideologies and what you want are European. When women, our women especially, get money, it's not let's invest into our community, let's put other people on. It's I need a Gucci bag, I need a Goyard this, I need Balmain that. You want to get money and then put it back into their hand. And even when it comes to the trends that y'all said, when it comes to beauty standards, who cares? Because at the end of the day, the Asian man is making the money off of that because the Asian man dominates 90% of the black hair and beauty empire in this country. That is no ifs, ands, or buts. So all of this, I want to be independent. You're still dependent. like, And I tell black women like it is. If the Arab man literally told you, you can't come to any of my gas stations anymore. Go out there and dig for your own crude oil and turn it into gasoline, and then power your own car. And if the Asian man literally was like, you can't shop here no more. And if the white man was like, figure it out, figure out your own way to pay bills, what you gonna do? I literally ask my women all the time, how independent are you when all these other groups of men can basically tell you, if you literally came to my department, came to my door, I have the ability to tell you no, and the only thing you can do is complaining. Like, <laughs> we don't glorify this. Like, we don't teach our women that our community and the basis of our community needs to come as your first priority. Because even 
when it comes down to it, I ask my women all the time. I'm like, name a TV show right now that shows black men and black women who Excuse aren't me, men. Brother. Excuse me, brother. Excuse me. I, I'm not a. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not a save the community guy. No. I say me and mine and those. That okay, and then you're one of the reasons why we have the problems in the community no. because individualism oh. is European. Well, you're uh, to be together. It's so easy to take on one person. You are in the United States of America. You are not uh, in Nigeria. But aren't we not an extension you of this place? You are in the United States of America. But does not what you're it saying is, apply to other parts of the world? Yes. And uh, that's the problem that we have. Of individual uh, just, just Wait, wait, wait. You are in a culture. What and ask yourself liberty. right now, what just is that? Freedom. You're not even wait, black. Wait, what wait, is wait, that? But just Pablo, real quick. Wait, wait, fantastic. Um, Pablo, so what are you ask talking about? Question outright, and then I want Knott's Webb's world to respond. Um, because I do think Knott Webb's world does bring about a good point um as it pertains to community and versus individualism. I, I, well, I do think you, you have want, a good point with that. If, if um, you want wait a minute. Okay. If you want that then you either need to go where that culture is accepted widely, right? And carry that out where that is. Right now, you are in the United States of America, which has a culture of individual liberty and personal freedoms. And now, is that working out for our people? Is that working out for our people? You can Answer the question. Is no, that working for our people? But, and no, then you can't talk about that. Then be quiet. Then be quiet on that subject about individual liberty. Because at the end of the day, if it ain't worked for the last 200 years, why are you talking about it working right now? That is Einstein's definition of insanity. Doing something over and over again and expecting a different result. Okay, now what are you talking about? I want Fantastic to respond and then I'm going to get Pablo. Fantastic, what are your thoughts? So how many black people are you responsible for you taking care of right now, brother? It's not about me taking care no, of no, my no, people. No, 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 nigga, no, no, no. See, 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 see. No, no. Don't no. call him a nigga. Stop. Just stop. No, and here's the thing. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. I didn't interrupt you, brother. Let me, let me, let me see. Okay. This is what I'm talking about. The first thing about leadership, great leadership, is you do not request of someone else you're not willing to do yourself. So you're out here again, game planning and say what it could be and should be and all this other, but you're not doing it yourself. What, bro? Get out of the What am I not doing, oh, sir? Brother, I'm curious. I interrupt you, brother. You had your whole diatribe. You went into this whole back to Africa. We should be doing this. Let me have my... my when did I ever say we need to go back to yeah. Africa? I'm literally saying brother, you need to stop you're having you're European brother, ideologies and expecting brother, to out European, European people. Thing, and you, of course, what you're referring to is the, the original African tribalism thing. Were you not? Is that what you're not referring to? No, I was not referring to that. I literally just said, how can you expect to outdo somebody else that doesn't make any sense. How okay, can you so contrast you everything again, you're teaching? But then again, if you're not talking about tribalism, what are you talking about? I literally just said you're contrasting everything. We teach our children this Eurocentric ideology. Brother, but then again, we want question, them to... wait, 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 wait. Let them let them answer the question. Okay. So what are you talking about? So let them answer the question. I never once talked about tribalism. What are you saying? I'm literally so saying you're what, teaching so them a the Eurocentric ideology. If you're not referring to tribalism, what ideology are you referring to? I'm literally saying you cannot con you cannot teach one thing into somebody and expect something different. You cannot oh my God, teach. This nigga's not asking the question. 
Stop calling That's literally, me. that's answering the question. I'm like, no, you cannot not. tell I mean, your I mean, women to be bro, independent, but dependent on everyone else. What am I not, what are you not bro, understanding, what sir? What you talking about is tribalism. That's contradiction. To teach somebody one thing and expect something different. If I teach you one plus one is two, and then I put it on the, and I ask you, what's one plus one? And you say two, and I say, no, you're incorrect. It's three. And I tell the whole world that you don't know what one plus one is. Who's the bad guy? That's literally so, what so, I'm telling you. So what are you again, talking about tribalism? Is, so so, so what are you not saying? tribalism that you're talking about, because I, I, like everybody else that's here, heard you talk about how we don't need to do individualism because individual has not worked for black people for 200 years. So if you're not talking about individualism, you're obviously talking about some type of group dependency. How is that tribalism? Because tribalism literally so was it? the division so, of so, our people. Because so, Ebos so and Yorba people so, are so different, funny. correct? So this is what I this is what I'm so doing. What are you talking I'm about? Conceding, I'm conceding to you. If you're claiming that it's not tribalism, just tell us what it is. I literally just said we cannot teach contradiction. Is oh that my God? So again, fantastic was right. Y'all got it, man. Because, like, what am I missing? Like, it, like we cannot teach our children to be independent, but dependent on everyone else. Brother, that doesn't the term, make sense. what is the term to define what you're describing that is not tribalism? Literally, tribalism, that's not tribalism. He tribalism you, is wait, dependent. Wait, wait. I think I can clarify. this It's loyalty wait, 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 for wait, your people, up. your tribe. You because okay. Ebos and Yorbas. Like he's not listening to me. Not Webb's world. Fantastic asked you, what would you define the ideology that you're referring to? We can, there is no definitional term to it. I'm literally saying we cannot teach contradiction <laughs> to our people and then expect one thing. We cannot teach our women to be independent of her man, but dependent on everyone else's man. And then wonder why she has no man to go to when you've basically been dependent on everyone else's man. And this is not I, I what the I conversation what I'm having right now. Am, am I missing something? Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Um, shout out to Jessica X for the super sticker. Thank you so much, Jessica. And shout out to Black Wizard. He says blackness is a European concept. Thank as you. Well, um, thank you so much, Black Wizard, for your super sticker. Um, so, God fantastic in next, uh, Pablo. I do want you to get in, and then we're gonna have Jack Spade and then Paco. Um, Pablo, what are your thoughts? Okay, so now to the brother that I responded to. Yes, you are correct. We can't uh, kind of be double minded, but I'm gonna tell you why. What you're saying. Uh, you're right. It's it's not working out, and here's the reason why it's not working out. Okay. In a culture in a culture of individual freedom and 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 liberty, you have half of the people who want to adhere to a particular lifestyle, culture, and 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 conduct things a certain way. Right. You got your girls and your women that want to do hot girl summer. They want to be independent and free. They want to go out and get their education and be a Ph.D. and all of that and look for a husband later and all that shit. Right. All of that feminist uh, ideology. Right. It's then you have another group. Of, right. OK. Then you have another group of women who are mu who are a much smaller group, particularly in, 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 in the black American subculture who want to you know, wait until they have children with a husband. 
They want to, you know, be in a marriage. They want a man who is traditional and who will take care of them and pay the bills, right? And you have these two competing ideologies. The problem is the group cannot settle on one. You, they, they won't settle on one because we're in a culture where people have the freedom to choose. When you're in one of these other countries, they don't get a choice. They don't get a choice. You do it that way or you, or, or you, you know, you're going to be on the outside of society. So that is what I'm talking about. So you're not wrong per se. You're just not seeing the whole picture. My thing I'm, is, and I don't understand why I'm it's not being grabbed. And then um, I do want to get Davida in here, and then um, we'll do Jack Spade and Paco. I'm sorry because we've been skipping over Davida like a couple times. So I'm sorry. Um, go ahead and finish your thought, uh, um, Webb's World. My thing is, it's not that I'm not saying that you're not correct, but I'm saying both of these thought processes and ideologies are European. And regardless of how we cut this cake, we need to separate ourselves from this because the chats, because when we look at this hot girl summer, well, girls want to run around and do all this other stuff. I tell this to my women. The chastity of women okay, only became important. What are you going to do to them when they don't wait, do it? Wait, 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 no, 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 no. Let them finish getting this song. Oh, am I not a brother? I tell this to my women. I'm like, because when I talk, Who I don't are your women, brother, brother, you, you keep using all these terms. Are, are these women you sleeping with? Are these women of your women? semantics am fantastic. I not, no, no, I no, say my women as in because I'm in a partnership of my people. I don't necessarily say mine as an ownership or this is my girlfriend. But I don't, I, and sometimes y'all are not agreeing to being called African, and I do not necessarily, I cannot say black is Eurocentric, and then we should get away from Eurocentrism, and then refer to you by Eurocentric topics. So that's why I just okay, say but my so women. Now we are African, so now you you of the that all black people are African. That that's your thing. Is that not where we came from? Thank you. I, fantastic was right, man. Can y'all can y'all move to the next person? You know thank what? You. Fantastic. fantastic. How is that we right? I'm literally like, who wants to break down your argument? I'm like, is that not where we're from? Answer the question. But my well, thing is, at the end of the day, not Webb's not World, uh -uh. we want to let you finish because we want to be able to move on so we can get some people who okay. haven't spoke. My um, thing to, is, to... my bad. My thing is this we need to separate ourselves from Eurocentric ideologies because at the end of the day, a chastity of a woman only became important when Europeans came to Africa. That that is the and that is the number one thing we need to explain to ourselves. We need to stop saying Eurocentric ideologies are our identity and expect our people to align with that. Because at the end of the day, there's always going to be contradiction when people are aligning themselves with ideologies that aren't theirs, but are just the norm in the body that they're operating in. Because I'm gonna leave you with this, and I'm gonna go. Fun fact: No matter where you go and see people who look like you, they're under some dictation of white people. Because I'm Jamaican, we speak Patois, which is a dialect derived from English. Especially when, if you go to Nigeria, they speak English over there. And in America, y'all don't speak narrow language that don't come from Europe. So what what Our, what our vernacular. Our vernacular is similar to a patois as well, but you are right. Your overall point, you're right. Like you're all, we're all under the dictation of Europe, and we're all from one spot. So this whole and people who really don't understand what tribalism is, i.e., what these people were talking about, 
are literally saying it's tribalism. I'm saying we cannot identify with Eurocentric ideologies, beliefs, and then instill this into our people and then send them out to a world that's going to make these beliefs concrete and then expect these people to come through for our people. That don't make sense because at the end of the day, they're going to uphold the system that they were raised in. And that's well, you, what you I'm to, saying. You need to start it off first, brother. You need oh, to be oh, the first okay. one to start off the first community and start and start the work, brother. You can't be out you here know talking. What? I'm gonna go start a civilization. I'm gonna leave you with that, and I'm, I'm not gonna with, let you assume that I don't I'll do join the civilization. You gonna start the new? Y'all going to the new? Listen, I, right. I already. Hey, I'm that moves multiple lives. Hold on, that concrete road. I'm already in the works of building my own Black Wall Street, so I'm with it. Well, uh, uh, okay. uh, his thing is, if we, we going back to Africa now, you gonna you gonna you gonna have you gonna be one of many wives. So just no. be ready. <laughs> get in line. I'm not against but, I'm not against polygamy though. So, but uh, I mean, I yeah, don't think it will work for me because I am territorial, and okay. you know, I don't want Maybe nobody coming in feeling like you being territorial. You gonna accept them four wives, God? Yeah, but they will have to work for me too. So no, nah, uh, oh. no, nah, you oh. working for that one oh. penis? That's what it is. <laughs> they wouldn't like. like they First of all, that's not even the truth when it comes to polygamy. Like, like everyone my, has to be on the same page. Okay, okay. Well, wait, wait. I want to get Davida up in here. Davida, honey, what yeah. are your hey, thoughts on this? Thank topic? you for joining us, Davida. Yes. Mr. Fantastic, you see, see how you <laughs> see. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a lame ass stalker, man. Maybe they get up here and they a wait. Scorned, I'm a talking scorned, about every week. Man is worse than any any scorned woman, man. A scorned hoe ass nigga is, is worse than any scorned. What they're gonna have to do? It's almost like we can't even do. I was gonna say if we see names that we're unfamiliar with, we'll have to have them cam up. But sometimes he came in as BGS one time, so it ain't even just people that we're unfamiliar with. He'll use anybody. He's really no. Sick. Hey, all you gotta do, listen. You see the three dots on the thing. The three dots on the thing will tell you what the channel really is, no matter what I change my name to. So if I put my thing up here, like when I like the, when I was doing the Marlowe thing, if you click on the three buttons, it'll it'll pull up and let you know who the original channel really is, so you can see who it is. And okay. we all know who that lame ass nigga is. I mean, that's a shame though, man. That's really a shame to stalk, e stalk wow. a man around the internet. That's pretty sad. Pretty sad. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> well. Um. Uh, Jack Spade and then Paco. What What are your thoughts? I'm so sorry. Whew. All right, so I graduated from college in 1987, so I, I got a little I got a little age in my belt. Uh, I've dated, screwed, married, and even befriended my fair share of Miss Corporate Americas, and they are now in their 50s, some closing in on 60s. Ladies, don't fall for this damn my career trap. The denial and desperation in these golden ears. Golden years is off the chain as as the pod as the podcast title reads attractive and unwanted. I've been a I've been in a friend relationship with a with a now 53 year old woman and we'll we'll have another one of our uh, Valentine Valentine's Day events. But as with all the past three ones we've shared, I'm not looking to move our us beyond a, a friend relationship. So, ladies, those Wait, in the, in the so chat. So, for three years, she been okay with being in a friend relationship? Ladies, for those in the chat. You better poop or get off the pot. Don't, don't y'all make this same mistake with all this damn career shit. Don't fall for it. Yeah, she's in a friend relationship. She, she, she can move on if she want. I'm not holding a hostage. Jack. I'm still here. 
The thing is, you're not giving. I don't know what's going on with my mute button. Excuse me. I said, the thing is, you're not giving any in a friend relationship when at a certain age, you one would expect that someone would mature, mature past that and, you know, commit if, if it's something that they really want. Uh if there was um, something, if there was something worth me uh, committing to, I would commit. But as I said, so if she moves on, if she decides that she doesn't want to wait around, she tired of you not committing, and she moves on her merry way, then what? You you would have missed out on an opportunity to lock it down. All right, let's look at it this way. I, I live in Atlanta, and I, I know I've said that too many <laughs> times. I've got my own place, my own car. I still got my my employment. She can move on. She has her own place. She can move on. It ain't hurting me none. As long as I got my liquor, my money, my car, my motorcycle, my hobbies, I ain't hurting. Well, you C. say Rose, that, but I go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone. See, Rose, what you what you fail to understand is 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 if Jack Spade wanted to lock that down, if if he thought it was worth being locked down, he would have locked it down already, probably. And another thing too is is C Rose, I, I, from personal experience, if you're the best quality option for a guy, these chicks don't really care about actually locking you down. As long as they can come over a couple times a week, you know, y'all hang out or whatever. I've been in relationships with chicks for two or three years and they didn't care about locking it down or anything like okay, that. Okay, Dennis, you're, you're verifying my earlier point of women not caring about marriage. Like the first step is at least being in a committed relationship. And if they don't care about it, then I guess they don't care about marrying. Yeah, but no, also, no, no. I, but, but what I'm trying to say, C Rose, is is it, it depends on the quality of the guy. If you're the best option and you say, hey, look, I'm not looking to get married. And you tell her that and you say, hey, I'm not looking for a relationship to get married. And you're the best that she can do. She'll go along with that. Yeah, but but con but but uh, yeah, concrete. You have to understand. I said I graduated in 1987, so I heard this uh, my career stuff through the 90s, the 2000s, even the uh, 2010s. After a while, you're going to get to that point where you you done aged out of uh, out of corporate America, and you've squandered decades worried about your career and that next promotion. And you end up, if you live long enough, into your 50s, maybe into your early 60s, and you realize that that career didn't really get you everything that you really wanted. Sometimes sometimes the most important thing is having that someone special in, in your life. The career, only thing that career does is pay but the bills. If that someone special won't commit and, you know, that that's like essentially just something that's temporary. I, I mean, you you want that someone special in your life, but you want that someone special to actually commit to you and, you know, want to build and you guys like merge lives at some point. Yeah. But in order for me to have gotten married, I had to I had to give up certain things. The career was fine, but the career couldn't be number one. It had to be a juggling act. There was just those times when career came first, I came last, or my wife came first, um, something else came last, and everything else just filled in filled in the blanks. Unfortunately, the women, like, like I said, I've had sex with, I've dated, I've married one. She was a career person, and the women that I've befriended. A lot of them, they don't want they don't want to commit to that juggling act. They want the they want the career to be first, and everything else has to figure out its own way how to fill in Facts. those blanks. Facts. And like I said, those women, they I'm living it right now. 
I'm 56. So I'm, I'm living the tomorrow. So yeah, these women that are now in their fifties that I'm crossing paths with, and even the women that I still talk with, you know, through Facebook and stuff like that, they are feeling the, the burnt of putting that career and everything else first. Even the ones who had children, um, their yeah. children are doing fine, but hell, the, the the relationship between them is damaged because they put too many of the uh, too many of the unnecessary things of, uh, ahead of the important things. So yeah, ladies in in the chat, man, don't be buying in this in, in this career nonsense. But hey, I actually went longer than what I normally do, so I'm gonna cut it off right there. Okay, well, thank you so much, um, Jack. Um, next, I want to get Paco up in this thing. Paco, what's going on? Happy Sunday. Good morning, ladies. Happy Sunday. Uh, good morning to everybody. Um, uh, good luck on your whoever you're picking for the Super Bowl to win. I hope your team wins. Go Chiefs. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I've been listening to some very interesting conversations. Uh, as always, I think that's why we all come here, because it's interesting. Uh in my ongoing attempt to not stereotype, I'll have to say that if if we as people in this conversation would take out our stereotypes, we probably wouldn't have anything to talk about. And so I think that's why stereotyping is so prevalent here. My man just came on and said, women don't care about your career because you'll end up older and without a man. And then he turns around and says he doesn't have a woman. Now, I'm confused. If he if he made that choice, that's good for his life. Then why can't a woman do it? If 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 a woman wants to have a career, that's her choice. And 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 each person has to decide what's what works for them. And then he said, "Well, you may get some things, you won't get some things." Tell me the scenario where you get a hundred percent of anything. All of us have jobs. Do we all have a hundred percent of what we want? Do we all have the salary we want, the location we want? Do we have the 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 days off we want? No. All of us have to give up some things to get what we want. So there is no utopia. There is no perfect scenario. There's always in life working towards getting better from what you can. You're always trying to do better. And and some of us are committed to doing better and some aren't. I can't speak for other men. I, I especially can't speak for a lot of men in this space who are so committed to having a submissive woman because I find no interest in a submissive woman. I have a woman who is not submissive, who is my partner, who makes money wow. almost as much as me, and we get we get it done. I'm in that, I have the trifecta. I have a six-figure income with a wife currently, not a wife years ago, with a wife currently, a happy family, and and I'm doing it. And I and I'm and I'm encouraging women to make your own damn decisions. My man was talking earlier about uh Eurocentric and bro, you speak English. And you're talking about how Eurocentric we are. You don't know any other languages. The whole world has been dominated by Europeans. They did colonialism. But that has nothing at all to do with the success of a person. You have to, the older saying is when in Rome, do as the Romans. So if we're in the United States of America, as one caller was trying to explain to him, you're in America, make the best you can with what you got. Sister George said she's trying to do a, a Black Wall Street. That's still going to be Eurocentric because Wall Streets that was me communicate. With, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, other sister, but that but that communicate Wall Street is going to communicate with the other Wall Streets. 
When you, you can't have a Wall Street by itself that doesn't have entities outside of it. So you're going to have to work with with other entities outside of yourself. That's true, but that's no different than a native reservation. Like it would be the same thing if you know if native people have a reservation, you would still have to contract for utilities and stuff. But I'm not talking about an actual Wall Street. I'm talking about a community for Black people filled with successful Black businesses, a Black school, a Black hospital, a Black like where we police ourselves. And it's not impossible. Yeah, it's been done that. with less resources. And I feel you. I feel you. And that's been a conversation that has been had for the last hundred years. I personally, as as an African from another country, not from the United States, but from the Caribbean, and I'm thankful that the United States welcomed me in and the African-American community allows me to be part of them. And I don't really, for me personally, I don't see the value in trying to minimize your 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 team. I don't see the value in in saying only this certain group of people That's not can minimizing be- your team though. If you look like every urban city has a Chinatown. Every urban city has a place where the Jewish live and they have their own communities within there. Um there was a group a black group here in Georgia that bought 90 acres of land and that's what they're planning on b- building on that land and making it, you know, a community for people who look uh, you know, like-minded people who look like them. Um, I don't understand why uh, whenever Black people want something that's exclusive to them, people try to make it seem as though they're ostracizing other groups when there are other groups here in the States that we can point to that have their own communities within a community and they seem to be um, flourishing. I'm not against it. I'm saying that this has been a conversation that's been going on for a long time. I lived in Jacksonville, Florida. There used to be a Jack. There used to be the Black Hollywood in Jacksonville, Florida before integration. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, they spoke about integration versus segregation. As a person outside of your out of your country who was born outside of this country, I have to be for integration. I have to be for other people who come in who are from all over. I have to be for that because that was my experience. So I'm saying good luck, like the other caller said, good luck because that's very difficult to try to to have the the segregated or uh, people who look like us uh, policy. It's been tried many times. It's very difficult. You talk about the Jews or you talk about Native Americans even worse, but you're not talking about the negative things. And so as you uh, aspire to that- for anything. It can't be I, any worse than the, what we're dealing with now, but, but you don't have to be for integration. Like having a black uh, you know, anything is also inclusive of you. Phenotypically, you are black. Some people don't like to call themselves black because that's not like a black. widespread- that's not a widespread term. That was a term created here in the U.S. But I, you know, I am African American, Black, whatever you want to call me. Don't leave out the African part because I am as African as I am American. But Absolutely. I, I um, don't think that it takes away from anything to have a community that's exclusive to us. That doesn't mean you can't travel outside of that community. That doesn't mean you can't work outside of that community should you desire to. But we do need to um, take ownership of our own communities. We do need to ensure that we are responsible for what our children learn, that we are responsible for the medical care that we receive, especially when we look at the the rate of Black people dying in hospital versus those who are of equal um, health, you know, of of the same health versus their counterparts who are of the same um, health status. So I think that it's not impossible. I think that we're going to always have naysayers. There are people, good luck, and it ain't going to work. And you know what I mean? Like, you can't let that derail your plans to 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 um to um move your your community and your people um further towards success 
So I'm not, I'm, I'm not a naysayer. I'm someone who's looked into this. Like I said, with this conversation has been going on for decades. And what You're I find- You're a naysayer. Okay, all right. Maybe I, I, I'm a naysayer. Yes, I don't, you I don't, are. I don't mean. I don't mean. I don't mean to be a naysayer. I apologize if I come across as a naysayer. No, you're fine. I'm sorry. I'll let you finish your point, Paco. This is something I'm passionate about. But I'll, I'll hush I because there are people point. who haven't. I respect your point because it's Go been ahead. a conversation that's been going on for decades. But what I would say is something that's very interesting is. African-Americans are 12% of the population. And one of the biggest hurdles you're going to have in making your own community is that you're a super minority. You're not just a minority, you're a super minority. And so that's the issue. And 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 in Black History Month, we can really be proud of African-Americans who are such a small minority who achieve so much. Think about what allows you to think that you could build your own community, the fact that you've already had your community and you are still this minority. So I'm like- Dr. King. <laughs> Unlike finish, us Caribbean people who are already. Africans and we have a majority, uh, a brother said his people's from Jamaica, that, that's an African nation. But in, a, in the United States of America, you're not, this is not an African nation. This is a very, very small percent. So to make your own communities is going to have. Jamaica options. isn't an African nation either. What what is not the the, the people of Jamaican of Jamaica are predominantly from what country? I'm sorry. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah, I thought Africans. you were meant that. Africa is not a country. I, I said, excuse me, I said continent. continent. Don't correct me. I don't need your help. Thank you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But, but anyway, back to the original point. Ladies, I'm on the other side. I say, have your career and do your best and don't let people tell you not to have a career, especially people who aren't married, who don't have what they're planning, claiming that you should have. Don't take advice from people who don't. I always say only take advice from people you want to emulate. A person who's unmarried shouldn't be given advice on what you should do with your life and your career. People who have succeeded at something can give you the advice to achieve that if that's what you want. First, you got to decide what you want and no one can decide that for you and not the community and none of that stuff. You have to decide, do you want to be a professional and be a wife? Do you want to be um, do you want to be single? Do you want to have a man who you're subservient to? That's your choice. And that's only up to you. Okay. I have a well, quick question for this, Paco. Uh, uh, Thank uh, you, Paco. Uh, 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 give us just a second. Give us a second. Um, shout out to L. Nixon. He says, I've dated women who use that career thing against other men, but when they met me, I have a career in education. Hell, my credit uh, better was better. Now, like Game Changer says, fix me my sandwich. Um, thank you so much, <laughs> oh, L. Nixon. And thank you. shout out to There I Said It. He says, a nun's wisdom excuse me, a non-submissive woman, huh? Do you do y'all have sons? Do mm. y'all teach your boys that more is expected of them than their sister? You, oh. sir, are part of the problem. Um, oh. Thank you so much um, there. I said it. Melody wanted to, say, wanted to chime in. And then after Melody, we're going to get Black Wizard and then Smooth. And, oh, wait, wait. Jessica. Jessica X and then Smooth. Um, Melody, what did you want to, what did you want to get in? No, I was just thinking like in our community, like usually black women were taught we were a prize. Don't let no man control you. Um, get your education. Education is your man. Right. And I think that's why black women are way behind other cultures. And you see other women married with kids. And then you see, when you see black women, you see them single, um, with the education. Like, yeah, I'm smart. I'm educated, but I don't have no man and I have a baby. And now I hit the wall and nobody want to be with me because I should have been looking for a man in my 20s. 
Thank you, Melody. Good point. Just um, quickly, just quickly in response. Go ahead, Jessica. That, right, because it, it's not the education that's the problem there. Because when we look at the communities where the marriages are most successful, what you tend to find is that those women are educated. They're educated women, so it's not the educatedness that is causing the problem. Mm. And I don't think it's... I, I wouldn't agree that you should tell people not to pursue a career, don't get a job. Mm. Like, to me, that just doesn't make sense. When we look at the average salaries for... Let's just take black men, right? Um, early 40,000s. Are you going to bring up your family on 41,000 a year? Good or point. you? job as well and you build your family off 80k a year sometimes we have to be realistic as what's best as to what's best overall sometimes it's like you know um don't don't get a, um don't have a career don't have an education don't have this don't have that that's not the problem the problem mm-hmm. comes when you put your career over first having a family Great point. So it's just about but, finding that balance to exactly. me Jessica you're you're 100 right yeah and I, you're wise beyond your years I must say that because you're absolutely spot on with that point but you know a lot of what you say is you know pretty you're very logical um regarding that point though I actually read a study that, and I have it saved in my phone, and there's another link that I have to drop in the chat. So I'm going to actually drop both of those in the chat. But there is a study completed by a Harvard professor, I believe. And he actually, um, in the study, he broke down like some marriage stats relating to Black people. And um, regarding Black people, educated Black people are uh, far more likely to marry than those who are uneducated. There's a higher rate of Black people, both degreed, marrying than um, uh, Black people without degrees. So um, I'm an example of that. And a lower divorce rate at that as well. Yeah. I'm an example of that. I married my wife and we both went to college together. We graduated together. Yeah. Thank you for that. But we wanted to get Black Wizard in here and get his take on, there's been a lot said, but on the topic or the overall conversation. Black Wizard, what you got? Hello, everyone. Hey, Hello, Black Hi. Wizard. Hey. Um, there was somebody on the panel earlier, like way earlier, but but uh, they were talking about um, how our culture is, um, it doesn't really facilitate um, marriages. And that was I me. Think, that was Pablo, me. Okay, yeah. And I, I, think, I think I agree with that person, uh, or you, sorry, <laughs> more. I think I agree with you. Um, like, it, like Jessica X said, you know, there are other cultures that... Uh, prioritize education or even getting careers if you look into, you know, a lot of the Asian communities in the United States about, you know, most there's a trope about, you know, pushing someone to be a doctor, you know, and, and things like this. But no, none of that actually stops the uh, the family unit from coming together. I think um, what stops our family units from actually being like, you know, cohesive family units is just the the trauma that's kind of uh, induced into our culture. Um, uh, it, it actually, you know, there's a there's a strong culture of, uh, you know, not just that you don't need uh, a man, but even in men that you don't need other people. Like there's a there's a there's a strong culture in 
there's a strong uh, idea that underlines our culture that's like um, you can do it all by yourself. We almost have like this uh, Superman, like individualist mentality, both men and women. And when you have two people who are, you know, practicing their individuality at that level, it's like there's no wonder that, that you know, families can't come together. And then children who are left in an environment like that end up with so much trauma and, uh, and uh, you know, issues, I suppose. Um, I agree with that, Black Wizard. I think, to be completely honest, I don't understand why we shun a sense of community. Um, I, I kind of understand it. I think that as Black people, we have a tendency to want to be all-inclusive. So we're okay if we're talking mm -hmm. about community from the standpoint of everybody's included. But when mm -hmm. we talk about just our people, for some reason, that makes people uncomfortable. And I can't understand that for the life of me. I do well, think that people are typically tribal in nature. And what is wrong with ensuring, like, we are at the bottom of the totem pole. If anyone needs a community to rally around them in, in a village, it is us as Black people first before we can extend our arms and say everybody should be included. Well, I, I think um, a point to that is um, about when it comes to including our own people. So you have dregs of society and, you know, in the let's keep it a buck. You had kids out of wedlock. You're not doing anything for the community. You have this, that and the third going on within yourself. And then you want to integrate with normal society and people don't feel like if you're um, the I think a big problem with black people is black people are afraid to set standards. And we don't want to mm. exclude anybody because these are our aunties. These are our sisters. These are our brothers. These are whomever. And then I think a lot of people kind of look at like you're still numbers are still strong you know um you're stronger in numbers whether this person has done this that and the third whether they're this way that way whatever and i think that's a big part of the problem um but you I know what though danny that's not um to like i understand being concerned about like even those who uh are the dredges of society but those are the people who do need the most support but i wouldn't even be opposed to people who are saying i want to work with my people black people who are like minded who are building who are who are progressive who like i wouldn't even i i don't even hear hear people making that distinction they just don't want us excluding white folks from anything that we do and that's what it is and i get it they feel like they're validated by allowing white people in. If we don't have a white person at the table, if white people don't have a seat at the table, I don't want to be there because it's not a beneficial conversation. I, I need to be validated by them in every yeah, aspect. But of we life. have used white people as a standard, but white yeah. people have set themselves up as a standard to, to right. a certain degree. So, right. yeah. Um, but but I want to say I don't think to, it's, it's, it's so extreme. Wait, wait, let, me, let me get these super chats out the way. Um, I do want to send a special shout out to that brother Pete at he says, Paco, fathers should be wary of contributing to our daughters aging out of the market. Youth and virtue are primary assets which wane exponentially with age for mm. psychic and biological reasons. Mm. Um, thank you so much, Brother Peter. I think you, you bring Peter. about a very good point because it does become harder as a woman ages. I think oh. that's a great point. Um, shout out to Lavelle Adams. He says, can we please stop basing you being educated 
or not off a degree. There are a lot of people who don't have one and make a lot of money. Um, Lavelle Adams, that's also a great point. Really Um, and truly though, being educated means that you have a degree. That doesn't mean that you're not smart, that you're not successful. Now I can understand basing successful off of having a degree, but to say that you're educated does mean that you, that, I mean, that's exactly what it means, but that doesn't mean that you're not successful. I know people who don't have a degree and, you know, own their own trucking company. So you can absolutely still be successful. Yes. Um, Shout out to Jack Spade. He says, a degree doesn't mean you are smart. The ability to formulate Mm -hmm. common sense and trust following through with it. That is the make it or break it in life. Thank you so much, Jack Spade. That's the, I'm just saying I was, that was the point that I was trying to make when I was saying that, you know, you shouldn't try to go for your degree before you get married because you will hit the wall, but you always have time to get that degree if you want it. And like you said, you see a lot of people um, with black owned businesses that don't even have a degree. So. Yeah, I think that we do need to like, we can't like be having a degree isn't the end all like, and, and I don't think it's for everybody. There are people who have trades and they make way more money and don't have the debt that's associated with having a degree. But um, to be completely honest, like you get your degree at 21 if you're just going for undergrad. So I think that b- having a degree kind of um, exposes you and going to college exposes you so- to some things that you wouldn't otherwise have been exposed to. So I don't think there's anything wrong with obtaining your degree. But I think when people focus on their career and get so get tunnel vision that I'm just it's just me and my career that they don't think about family and the future and having children is where the problem lies. But you did have a good point, Melody. Um, so. And I think right. a lot of black women use the degree thing as a means to try to elevate themselves over their men. Mm. Good point, Pablo. But I, I think, want to read this super chat, but we got to get Jessica in here too. Go ahead. Um, wait, let me send a shout out to Clue. He says, uniting under like-minded individuals is more productive than uniting under skin color. Oh, Clue, that's um, an interesting point. That is an interesting point, Clue. My preference is uniting under skin color because my people have been oppressed in this country for, you know, um, hundreds of, of years. And, you know, I know that we are the ones who need the support uh, more than any other group. But once... Uh, uh, you know, you've united under whatever it is. For, for once I've united with people under uh, the same skin color and we and the, uh, I feel like the um, field has been leveled, then, you know, other things can be considered. But my primary concern is people who look like me. But thank you for the super chat. We appreciate um, you. I wanted to get and shout out where I got. I got two more. Um, oh, shout out ahead. to Eisensama for the uh, cash app and shout out to I'm cashing out. For the cash app as well. Thank you guys Thanks, so guys. much for the support. Yo, I think that I think that people who are thinking about degree versus family have to consider what ages. Uh Sister Rose just said you get your degree, your undergrad at 21. Are you ready to be married at 21? If right. you're saying get married first or get your degree first, the ages matter. So even if you're 25, uh, do we think that a person at 25 is ready to commit to a person for the rest of their life at that age? In my book, I recommend that people don't get married until they're 30 because you haven't found yourself until you're 30. So you can take that decade after high school until you're 30 to figure out who you are because you have to know who you are in order to offer that to someone else. Well, Paco, they feel like you hit the wall. Well, that's, Natalie, that's what I wanted to tell Paco. He uh, In this space, they say you hit the wall at 27. 
Okay, but in this case, there's a lot of people criticizing who don't have successful marriages. So we (laughs) got to look at people who have a successful marriage, not only me, but many other people. The premise of my point is, are you as a person, are many people that we know in our neighborhoods and our family, friends, are they ready to be married at 21 or 25? I have yet to meet someone who's ready to be married before they're 30. So I have young daughters and I agree with you. So, so we have to look at when a person is best prepared for that lifelong commitment. Marriage is not a job. It's a lifelong commitment. And so One, are you ready at 25? As, as a person who, who Your is reason isn't even completely developed at 25, though. That's so. my no, but, point. So why are we wait, worried about getting married at 27 when we know people aren't ready? Do we want them to succeed or do we just want to push them into marriage? I mean, we criticize them for getting divorced, but then we try to push them into marriage too early. But Shouldn't we Paco, adjust? Let Jessica respond to what you said. Because... It's you, it's like it's hold bad. Hold on one second, place. Melody. We'll let get Jessica in here, and then we'll give you a chance to. Okay, sorry. Um, when will I get my I'm chance? Goddammit! I'm 25, right? My <laughs> my reasoning and sorry, my reasoning and my logic is fully formed. I'd say probably more so than some people who are older than me. So for people to say that you're you're 25, you're not ready to make a commitment, you're not ready for this. I find that slightly like patronizing. Um, totally I'm, I'm ready to make a commitment, right? I'm ready for that. I will say I don't agree that women hit the wall at 27. When we look at the average age of people getting married, I think it's about I 20 agree. for women and 31 for men. So what that's telling you is that around my age, you should be looking for that man that you're going to marry. Mm-hmm. See, women think that they have forever. And I feel like, Paco, when you say um, you shouldn't even be getting married or you shouldn't be thinking about that at 25, you're doing women a disservice because although you personally might not feel that at 25 somebody is ready to make a commitment, um, listen the facts don't lie most men when they're getting married they want somebody who's going to be within a certain age range right um you know when kevin samuels does the 27 to 35 is the danger zone that's for a reason because once you get past 35 and the statistics back this up your chances of getting married plummet all the way down and so if women actually do want to get married we need to be telling them to look for those men when they're in that danger zone when you're 25 to 35 make sure you're looking for your man to make that commitment this is how so many women end up late 30s 40s and single and not able to find someone some women are going to be able to do it yes like the cream of the crop they're going to be able to in their late 30s 40s get married but for most women that's not going to happen. So women I, do well, reject that premise. I reject that premise and that the stats Jessica, don't back that up. People on, are Paco, getting divorced. Let me say this to her really quickly. Paco, when he says, uh, you know, when we talk about reason not being developed until 25 and you said that that's patronizing, you do have to take that up with the Science Institute because that's based on their studies. This isn't something that we're just like pulling out the sky. And yes, you are very mature for your age, but I think it's supposed to be like in a general sense. That doesn't mean that you don't have your reason isn't fully developed and you're not extremely logical, but we're not only talking about you if we just, you know, apply it to people as a whole or women, people as a whole, your reason isn't developed until 25. And that is based on years of science um, and studies and research. 
yeah, your brain stops developing at 24 years old, right? Um, and I get that, but it's again, it doesn't mean that you can't make decisions. You're unable to make decisions. They, but it no does, one's does saying that you're unable. We're saying what is best, what is optimal. It is not optimal for you to try to get married at 25 because you're still finding yourself. You still have to figure out yourself, what career you want, where you want to be. How are you going to tell a man, marry me when you don't know who you are? What are you offering him? But who are you to say someone, who are you to say somebody doesn't know who they no, are? It's not who am I? It's, it's, your question is not related to the point. It's not All who am I. Voice it, down, is, nigga. Are, uh, it is, are you- One at a time. Best, are you optimally prepared for a lifelong commitment at 25? You've then, only been alive for 25 years. You've only been making decisions for yourself for five, maybe 10 years. How are you? Are you better prepared at 25? Or are you better prepared at 30? And you're leaving out the point that people get divorced. Those people who are getting married at 20 are getting divorced. And 50 percent of the United States of America, well, people are divorced. Right. So and when, when women I still don't know what he's talking what about. When do I get my turn? God damn it. When women are oh, 25. When women are 25 uh, like, and older. Hold on, smooth. Chill like, out one second. We are trying to move the Concrete, conversation I think forward. You're delayed if, you, if you got, because I think they're both. I think she is. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I think you're delayed. I know we can hear you, but I just think that you're delayed um a little bit. Okay. I'll go out and come back in. I was just literally trying to make one point that we have to try to see each other's side. Like, I think we're both getting caught up on our points. Um, it is possible. I understand Jessica is also factoring in the fact that as women, we also have to consider what men want too. So men are typically, we, we want to marry in a um, during a range and where we're still physically attractive because that is uh, important too. In addition, um, if you also have to consider, if we're, since we're talking about like biology and your biological makeup, you also have to consider the fact of, you know, when it's best if you want to start a family to marry too. So I'm going right. to back out and come back in. Okay. Exactly. And, and um, again, part of the reason that marriage even exists is for family right and we all know that after 35 your fertility starts to decline from 40 onwards it takes a steep drop so again the notion that you shouldn't be thinking about marriage because your brain isn't formed and all of this stuff at 25 is doing people a disservice is doing a disservice to a community that we're trying to build if we're saying that at 25 people don't know themselves and they haven't had enough experience. I mean, what would be the perfect age to get married then? Because 30. studies show that well, studies show until you don't get settled down and pick your career, your actual career path that you stick with until you're about 40. So are then we were gonna say that people shouldn't get married until 40 because of that reason, because they're still growing, they're still changing, 30. they're still looking at their options. It already, the, the average age for marriage already is about 30, but what you, you have to realize you how go. your message comes across, right? You're saying at 25, you shouldn't even think about getting married. See, if I was a woman and I wasn't solid in what I think already, what I'd be listening, what I'd be hearing when you say that is, okay, I shouldn't even think about marriage. Right now, I need to focus on my career. I need to focus on this. I need to focus on that. And then when I get to 30, I'll start thinking about getting married. And then I'll hit 30 and I'll spend a few years looking for a man. I'll have a few relationships that don't work out. And before I know it, I'm going to be in my mid to late 30s. And then my chance of getting married is going to be rock bottom 
because I've taken your advice. So what you should be encouraging women to do is when they are my age, mm. start trying to find your man. Start trying to find your husband so you can be married by 30, you can have kids before 35, and you can have a functioning family. That's exactly That's what I'm encouraging them to do. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I want to get Smooth. I want to get Smooth up in here because Smooth hasn't had an opportunity to speak. Um, shout out to Babe. He says, my observation is most women start to come into who they are around mid-20s. Neither option is totally wrong here. Um, uh, parentheses, degree versus family. But one option has time on its side. The other, not so much um thank you so much babe and shout out to l nixon he says other women are finding husbands in school and communities in in schools and communities black women are taught to be boss chicks then question marital rates when they decide to be ready at 40. Uh -oh. l nixon you bring about a point um and we got one more shout out to black wizard Black Wizard says, Paco, you were mm. saying earlier that you are against stereotyping when the guys are talking about black women. On that same note, it's impossible for you to tell someone an age they will be prepared to marry. Um, well, I didn't tell them the age. I made a recommendation. It's not a stereotype. He didn't even address his own point. He said, I'm against stereotype. I am against stereotyping. I'm making a recommendation of an age. That's not a stereotype. You're not ready to be married. That I, was didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't that was say a generalization. I that, but I, I, that's right. A generalization is different than a stereotype. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it's what? the best no, age is... It's the, it's the same age, thing. I'm making a, it's not the same thing, but I'm making a recommendation for an age. I'm not making yeah. a stereotype. You said that okay, 21, wait, you're not wait, ready wait, to marry. Wait, wait, wait. Smooth is That's your true. Um, We're going to get smooth and then Miss J. We want to let smooth go. We'll come back to this because this is interesting. But go ahead, smooth. Yeah, first of all, C Rose, man, you brought the pro black in me out a little bit, man. So, so shout out to you for that, man. Uh, I was just going, well, actually, what I'm going to say, man, like Melody and, 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 and Jessica kind of already touched on it and stuff. And I really think that this boss chick, independent black woman shit, honestly, man, if you think about it, 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 it in some ways it is a scam because I'm, I'm, I'm African as well. You know, I grew up in African household and shit. And, um, you know, education was always preached to the women as well. You know, get your degree and all of that stuff. But it wasn't. Uh, uh, taught to them in the sense of, oh, yeah, get a degree because so you don't need a man and all that shit so you can be independent. It was really just you want to have your profession. If shit hits the fan, you have something to fall back on. But you should also get a brother that is educated as you are or even better because he's going to be the one taking care of you anyway. So in case you're going to have to fall, you know, so when you have to fall back and let him do his thing and you take care of the kids and all of that shit, you know, y'all going to have a, 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 a good marriage and shit. And if you look at in other um, uh, uh, communities and stuff, because I grew up in Europe, right? So around a lot of white folks and shit. And I always notice the upper scale white folks, man. And I think Zero has touched on this before. They have a certain method the way they go about marrying off their kids. You understand me? They send them to the same schools and all of that. You know, they meet each other in college all the right. time. When they graduate, they get married. And they're always in their mid-20s. The dude might be a little older, maybe two years older, closer to 30. But they kind of like around the same three to four year age difference. And, you know, 
Anyway, my point is that they both went to school. They both educated. The dude has like this big six figure job and shit. And the chick stays at home, but she has her degree as well. But it's kind of funny how in the black community, when you tell the chick to go get your degree and everything, it's really to bash, to compete with the man that you have in your own home. And that shit is crazy. And we all know the typical image of how the independent black boss chick might end up. That stereotype right there. We always know sitting on the couch, watching TV, ice cream, wine, all of that shit. You understand me? There's a reason why that that's the case, because I think most chicks that decide to do the whole career and I'm an independent woman thing. That's how they end up. Ain't those the ones calling up Kevin's show the whole time? I mean, he he shows that to us anyway. And plus, um, let me just uh, wrap up with this. Uh, C. Rose. Hey, if you want to build your freaking community, build that community so you can set up trades and all that shit with other black uh, countries and all that shit. And you have your own fucking black Wall Street. Don't let no fucking foreigners Thank come out so. here trying to trying to discourage you on some let, shit that you see everybody but, else got. Even they own call this man a foreigner when you from an African family, too? <laughs> that's, the, that's exactly the reason why I'm saying it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't let that branch of us foreigners try to talk you out of some shit that you see everybody else doing. And yeah, that's my time. Okay. Martin Luther um, King was out, making that same suggestion. Um, shout out to I Sprint for GIs. He says, I'm flabbergasted in Paco's response towards Jessica. I guess he picks the type of women he panders to. L. Um, Paco's a married man, so um, and I'm sure uh Paco's wife panders to him as well. I know her personally. Um, she's a very submissive woman. Um, even though he says like submissive submission isn't like his a big thing, but um, she's a she's a a, a down to earth, cool chick who uh takes care of her husband. I'm and sure she's career driven, right? Yeah, and and I would put money on it. Yeah, so there's that. Um, I want to get. Miss J and then Brother Roger up in his up in this thing. So Miss J, what are your thoughts on what you've heard so far? Okay. The main issue that goes on in Black America about marriage is the same thing that goes on with every marriage in the Western society. It's economics based. Unfortunate well, fortunately or or unfortunately, now in America, in order to be able to make any kind of income that supports a family you generally have to have a higher education besides high school, whether it be trade school, four-year college, two years college, whatever. That's typically what you need to have. Um, because in our community, we do things at a later age, you know, get the higher skilled degrees, get the higher paying jobs, that pushes back our marriage eligibility age. Because you have to be not only have a mindset for marriage, you also have to be eligible to be married. You have to have a certain income, have like a home or an apartment, a car, something like that. You just can't be living at home with your mom or on someone else's couch and be marriage material. That doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And also, no matter what group you're in, if you are not married, whether you're a man or a woman, no matter what country you live in, if typically if you're not married by the age of 35, your chances of being married plummet, period. That's global. Yep. 
So the difference is what's going on in America in Black America is our economics don't get fixed. If they get fixed, they don't get fixed until the older age. Also, with the Black women, because of that situation, our fertility age does not match up with the marriage eligibility age, which is why you have so many people who are either childless or they're single mothers. Our children being born in wedlock is like 17%. So either the women are not having kids or they're having children before marriage. That is also going to affect your marriage eligibility. So on the men's side, it's education and economics. On the women's side, it's also, you know, weight, um, children, the stress is going to cause attitudes, everything like that. So because of that, we're just not compatible. And we need to fix that on both sides. We need to focus on, you don't have to have like a four-year degree in order to make money. You, you need to have some sort of further education. Go into a trade school, like you said, um, trucker school, whatever, electrician, plumber, whatever. Go ahead and do that. And also the women need to make sure they're not having children before marriage and also the weight issue. If you fix those two things, you're going to fix the marriage issue in, in Black America. It's mainly economics based, and when we get our shit together. So that's just how it is. And also because of the industrial revolution, everybody is getting married later on. Because again, it takes education and time for you to make be able to make money to sustain a household. That's everywhere in the Western world. That's just how it is. Not a black thing. I mean, it's just the situation that we're in. We're the canary in the coal mine. It used to be before the average age for marriage was like 21 for men, but 21 for women, and like 23 or 25 for men. And now it's damn near 30 on both sides. That's just how it is in in today's world. We just have to adjust with what's going on. But I'm just saying, it's not a black woman thing. If If you fix only black women, you're still not going to solve the problem because it takes two people to get married. Amen. That's just how it is. I mean, and, and arguing about it is not going to change things. The data shows that the people who get married, they're economically viable. The people who are successfully married are economically viable. Mm. So shoving everybody to the courthouse to get married, they don't have their stuff in, in order. They're going to get divorced, period. Or they're going to be very unhappy. And that's, that's why I said 30. Reason, that's exactly one of the top reasons for divorce is economics. Yeah, that's, I'm that's saying so. In, 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 until until you get that that fixed, say that, Miss J. Having these conversations is not going to change anything. You have to get it fixed first. We have to start getting our economics in order before we hit 40, which is what we do in our community. We wait until we're 40 years old, and all of a sudden we have an epiphany. Oh, let me go ahead and get right with God or whatever, and then we wonder why things don't work. You can't have a baby at 19. And then wonder why you can't get a husband at 25. You can't get arrested at 19 and then wonder why you can't get a wife at 25 or 30. Or you wait till you're 45 years old and you want a 19-year-old hot wife. That doesn't work. I feel the validated. vast majority of marriages is yep. between two to seven years. That's 90% of marriages. So you wait until you're a guy waiting till he's 40 and then wanting a 25-year-old wife, guess what? I don't care how often you listen to Kevin Samuels, you're going to be lonely. Because that does not that, work. That's that, 2% that's of marriages. That's, 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 that's 2% of marriages. No, I'm just that saying it's 2% on, of marriages, but you have that, that, that large 
of a gap. Most people get married between ages of two and seven year difference. So if you wait till you're 40, you're only going to have people in their 30s and 40s to marry. And most of them women are going to have kids because most women have kids by the time they're 40. 80% of women, by the time they're 40, they're going to have kids. So you're not going to have great options if you wait that way. I think it depends, though. I think if we're talking in, in generals, um, then in generalities, and yeah, I agree with Miss J. But I, I don't think, again, you have to realise that it's not equally, it's not equal on both sides. Your options aren't equal on both sides. Now, if you're an older guy, you're 50, um, you've got an average income and you think that you're going to have this, you know, hot wife in her 20s, more likely than not, no, it's not going to happen. It's not. But if a guy, and this is why Kevin Samuels is is actually on point, is that he's talking about, you know, the quote unquote high value man the men who are earning comfortably earning six figures have done so for a certain amount of time. They have the networks, the utility, all of that stuff, right, that he mentions. And so for them, they're playing by um, a different set of rules. They are. You There's only 5% of men. I know. 95% of men don't, don't meet that. You, so you, mentioned, you mentioned what Kevin Samuels is saying, and I'm saying he's not wrong what he's saying he is wrong because 95 percent of the men don't qualify that's wrong but he's talking about hasn't he mentioned Ash. that he's talking about the high value man and what that high okay, value man saying, is it's still five percent of men but and again even with the high value men, men right. most of them make, are right there are men that saying. are listening to him that don't that are ignoring the fact that he's speaking to a certain segment so i guess it does need to be said but that I, that just I'm highlighted saying, that he's speaking to a certain sector of men the but the population. vast majority of high-valued men are already married. The vast majority of men who make true. six figures, That's they're true. already married. So you're talking to a very small percentage of men. So that means for the vast majority um, of men, he's wrong. Miss J, maybe he's, he's what he's doing. About, he's not maybe he's a spot in helping the really men. Well, maybe okay, he's but I'm talking about the overall men. Maybe he's helping them to aspire to be a six-figure earner. So maybe even though those men that are listening don't earn six figures, when he's talking about how a man who earns six figures can essentially dictate what he gets in life, maybe he's helping them to aspire to be that you know top one percent or whatever. Well, he inspired them to get married because the vast majority of high-value men are married. His, yeah, his, he's, his thing, he's he's not wrong because again, you're speaking um in general, so you're speaking towards ninety-five percent of men. When he's speaking, he's made it very clear who he's speaking to and who he's speaking about. So in I just like to say in that part of what you said, you're you're incorrect. Okay. If we're talking in generalities, then I can agree with you, but then you know, don't mention him or bring him up because he's not wrong in what he's saying. And here's well, the issue. Go ahead. Just when we're looking in, right, and we're seeing the amount of women who are calling in and trying to pursue that small percentage, because it is a small percentage, um, that small percentage of men, the amount of women who are not getting married or not having a relationship until they secure that man, that's another part of the problem. So what he does is twofold. One, he's actually making women come to more realistic standards when it comes to who they're trying to pursue. 
And two, he actually does help men because what he does is he gives them a benchmark or something to aspire to. He tells them what it is to be high value, how you need to get there, what it takes to be there and all of the requirements. So he's doing work on both sides. I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, Especially this uh, point regarding helping women um, realize or become more realistic in their standards. But um, great point, Jessica. Go ahead, Danny. Let me get these super chats out the way. Shout out to Jack Spade. He says, it's not about your degree. It's about managing your household income, having a realistic short-term and long-term goals, and carrying low debt. Thank you so much, Jack Spade. That takes economics Um, money. Okay. It takes money Um, to do that. Facts. Okay. Shout out to Ray Alexander. He says when couples marry at age 25, they're more successful with a strong support system and financial stability, support from extended family, church, etc. Thank you so much, Ray. And shout out to Pablo Frescobar. He says, I disagree with Miss J. The largest reason for the wealth gap is the lack of marriage. That's... Mm -hmm. He said, because that's how wealth is built. That's the point that I wanted to speak on, um, Pablo. Um, a lot of people, you you tend to build wealth within marriages. Um, mm-hmm. Most people, when they do get married, of course, that's two um, incomes and two is better than one. But, uh, I, I, you know, I... Yeah, you're also merging two families, too. So, right, you know, right, that, that right. creates another layer for businesses. But the studies to already show that that's... The studies show that's inverted. You have you to mean? be of you have to be of marriage eligibility, which basically means mm-hmm. you have to have some form of income. Right. You, if you have two people who make make seven dollars an hour, <laughs> you're not going to have a successful marriage. Good point, Miss J. I mean, um, I- we, let me read this super chat from L. Nixon. He says wrong. He says the blue collar man is the backbone of the community. He's only addressing the women who think they need a high value man to be happy. Good point, L. Nixon. I wanted to address something really quickly. Ray Alexander. We got to get Raj up in here. Yeah, of of course. I'll be quick. Ray Alexander said when couples marry at age 25, they're more successful with the strong support system and financial stability, support from extended family, church, et cetera. Um, I do want to say, I know the earlier point that uh, Melody was talking about with Paco. Uh, Not Melody, I'm sorry, um, that Jessica X was talking about with Paco. I think that, you know, that there are. you know, every circumstance is different. I do think that both of you guys have very good points. But if you think about a woman marrying, or you know, let's say she becomes engaged at 25. And so she has a one to two year engagement. And the first one to two years, she's getting to know her partner before they decide to have children. At that point, she's already, you know, 29. What if they want a large family, like four kids, you want to have time to have children, you know, and, and nurture and foster, you know, those children individually before bringing another child in. So I do think that somewhere between maybe 25 to maybe 32, depending on the maturity level and where those two individuals are in their life is a good, you know, is a good age range to, to um, prepare to, or consider, you know, marriage. So that's all I wanted to say on that topic because I I just wanted to chime in on that. But I'm going to let Roger Report get in here because he hasn't had a chance to um, say anything. Roger, what are your thoughts on the conversation or topic? um? Well, we all got to get we all got to get realistic. 
realistically, money is not the problem in Black America when it comes to marriage. Um, and people don't people don't pay attention to certain things they need to pay attention to. Now, last I looked it up, they said uh, in 2017, the average household in America made 67000 It was like $67,008. So just over $67,000. Um, black men make a little over 41000 a year. Black women are making a little over 38000 a year. You put that together, that's 79000 a year. Money is not your problem. Enough black women have plenty of, uh, plenty of children by babies who make, but, but they got uh, baby fathers who make 10000 or less per year. That's not an issue at all. They, they don't mind being with a poor man. A lot of people realistically have grown up in what we call the hood, meaning a, a place where poor people are at. People have been poor their whole life. A lack of money is not your issue. The issue in black America when it comes to marriage is too much white supremacy. You got too many women who bought into white supremacy. Therefore, they're not going to be led by men. That's just what it is. You cannot have anything that functions with two people trying to be the head. If the man's going to be the head and you got the woman trying to be the head, you're not going to be able to function successfully. There is nothing on, on planet Earth that functions well with two heads, period. Black women got to understand if you want a man that's a leader, you're going to have to be willing to follow a man that's a leader, period. This ain't got nothing to do with money. It ain't got nothing to do with all that other outside stuff. If you want a man that's doing something who is a leader, you want to accept one. And it's smarter for you to expect, accept a leader younger than when you're older. Because why? Because men want you when you're young. It's just that simple. Now, I, I get the, the danger zone thing that was mentioned 2735 that Kevin Sane was doing. And that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Now, on, on my show... I just flat out say it because I know other people ain't going to say it. If you've made it 30 years old and you're trying to get married, you're a loser. That's what, if you're a woman, you're a well, loser damn. at that point. And, <laughs> yeah. and you need, Roger, and, I mean, and you need to, and, yeah, you've absolutely lost. If you want, if your plans is to get married and you ain't got it done by 30 years old, you're a loser. Ah, Period. that makes no sense. One, no one 30 anything as a woman should be trying to get married to somebody. This is something you should have mm -hmm. already accomplished. The issue is the fact Everybody want to skate around it because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Women have no clear indicators on what makes them a loser. Men got all the type of <laughs> indicators on what makes them a loser. Oh. We, we got them all day long. But women, what's a loser woman? Nobody wants to call a woman a loser. Well, well, well uh -uh. Jessica what? X did a show on it. I think um, I want to say that the breakdown did something on it. We've talked about loser uh, women now. So. No, no, mm -hmm. I, I'm not. Hey, hey. Y'all are two people out of out of how many millions of people in this country? You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not saying ain't nobody up there. This is growing. We're, we're we're starting to see what's uh, what now. So I think that's what I'm saying. Black American who no, no. has marriage eligible men. Hey, hey, I'm gonna say congratulations on y'all for at least addressing. But what I'm saying from from the I'm talking about the general when it comes to black people, the average black person has no clue what a loser black woman is. We got all types of loser black men that you can categorize with different things. No one from the general public, we don't know what a loser black woman this is. This man said that, um, if you are uh, 30 and you haven't gotten married. Oh, sorry. Yeah, if you want I'm to get married. I'm saying the hood has, can, has marriageable can, people and, in it. Uh, uh, can can, can, can y'all hold on for a second? Hold, hold yeah, on, hold on for a second. Let them finish hold this on. Yeah, now, you know what I'm saying? Especially for those who choose to go to college. If you are See? a woman and you choose to go to college, and then you're with there with all those eligible bachelors who are actually showing, I have this potential. I'm going to do this one day. I'm, I'm literally in the process of getting this thing done. 
A lot the thing is, what if that's not what they aspire guys. to do, though? What if that you well, said not, they fall, if they fall, want fall. to marry? Can I get it out? Can I get I'm it out? That. A lot of black women would go to college with these men and don't even attach themselves to one of these men. This is supposedly going to be your best and brightest later on down the road. When these people are older, you know what I'm saying? They they say a person who went to college will potentially make a million more dollars in a lifetime than a person who did not. Okay, mm-hmm. so these are the guys who are truly showing the potential. They're right there, and our culture That's we don't fact. teach. We don't teach. Go ahead and get the guy while you're there. You're amongst thousands of men right now, showing you all this potential, and you won't take one. Now, the thing is, if we taught get you a man, a good man on his way to something, you won't have to worry about being 35 years old trying to find a husband because you don't. You already got a good one while you were younger. The truth is people like young people because men want to marry for a purpose. Men don't get married to talk to somebody every day. Men get married to have a family. Women get married for all type of different reasons. They they get married to take care of kids. Yeah, women get married to take care of kids they already had by somebody else. Women get married for companionship purposes or women get married for for status reasons and things like that. And you wonder why the marriages don't stay because they're not focused on anything that has anything. The focus is not what keeps a man there if you don't give a man something to keep him there he's not going to perform in the marriage now i know mm-hmm. women ask for the divorce but at the end of the day if a man thinks you're worthy of keeping you around he will give you extra effort when the man exactly. stops giving the extra effort he's already decided you're no longer worth the trouble and that's what women got <laughs> to start understanding no 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 well, it, i know i know it's a shock to the saying. system i know it's a shock to the system because this stuff is not taught men have to want to be there and, and me, as a, a person that's older, I've been around successful marriages for a long time. I understand why marriages uh, succeed, and I understand why they fail. At the end of the day, you got to give a man what he wants. And, and it's a lot of women who come to me right now. Oh, man, you know, let's get married, blah, blah, blah. We can do this together. We can, For what? You old. You can't give me no family. Why would I talk to you? Why would I even want to be seen with wow. you? you? You know what I'm saying? I don't need so you, you to be wanna... a friend. I got to... No, the, Go the point is, you get to... You get to older guys. We already have friends and family. We don't need you for mm-hmm. anything. If you want to, if you want to offer me free sex, sure. You know what I'm saying? A lot of guys will take free sex. You're not going to get a relationship out of it. You're not going to get a marriage out of it. I don't want to be attached to you. That's the reality. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not saying anything super negative about you. You're just at, you're just past the age where you count. You don't count to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, if a woman is older, Sure, you can go get a man who's already used to it because he maybe he had been in the marriage for a significant part of his life. Maybe he has mm-hmm. a couple of kids or something himself. Maybe he's divorced and maybe he wants that companionship because he's already used to it. Okay, those guys you're gonna have a much better chance with. A lot one of the, the huge problems that women run into is they try to get a guy who ain't done it already. Mm-hmm. Guys like myself. Oh man, you good, you stable. You know what I'm saying? Or oh, oh, even guys doing in a better position than me. You ain't got no kid. And we know there's more than half of black men that's, that's single without children. So women are coming after those men. And we're trying to tell them, stop talking to me. Talk to somebody else. Talk to a guy who's already been in the same position you in. Maybe he got a couple of kids mm-hmm. already. Maybe he don't mind you being a stepmother to his children and things like that. But guys who are still single and childless, you ain't got nothing to offer us. At the end of the day, I can marry you, have the responsibility of taking care of you the rest of my life. Or I can just stay single and it'll be a lot cheaper for me and I can do what I want to do without problems. Roger, Which you said you a lot. And the, 
there the chat is like clapping it up they clearly agree with you but i did i asked my daughters uh, about what you said and what they think about um you know if you're if by the time you hit 30 um if you're not married that you're a loser but i think that i taught we talked about earlier the fact that um women like millennials and there was a young lady who commented in the chat and she said too that first off millennials um, are, are chasing their career. So they, at, 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 in their 20s, they don't want to marry. I think that they decide that they want to marry, that they will decide that they want to marry later in their late 30s or something like that after they feel like they've attained success in their career. But also a woman in the chat um, noted that um, they don't even know if they want kids. And a lot of them don't even want kids. That a lot of millennials don't want kids. So they don't even want a family. But men, you said that, you know, men marry because they want a family, not because they want someone to talk to every day. Whereas there are a growing number of women that don't want to even give them a family and aren't sure that they want to marry. I think that if they decide they want to marry, it will be later. I talked about five women who I had a conversation with that were between the ages of 37 and 43. Um, all of them were career focused women, career driven, have attained success in their career careers. And two of the five um, have frozen their eggs because they're saying that they're having a hard time now that they're in their 30s, late 30s and, and um, 40s, um, finding a partner to marry. And now they feel like they lead with Whoa. that uh, you know, wanting to marry almost like they feel like the man feels like they're pushing them down the aisle because they're like time is of the essence. Like they want to carry and they want to have children, but they have a short amount of time, a short window in which to do that. But see, here's the oh, thing. Oh, that's bro. very beautiful. And all what you're saying is very beautiful. I wish those women a great deal of success. But truth be told, I don't want to be caught dead with one of those women. And that's yeah, just reality. Finished. Now, finished. Look, now look, again, they can shoot for a guy who's already been married. Maybe he has a couple kids. Maybe he used to. And they uh, don't want to start over. Those men have been paying and, child support for eighteen years. You think they want to give someone else a baby? Oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying they do. But see, what, the thing is, they can. People can make all these decisions. But see, this is what men have known for a long time. When we do stuff in our twenties, it's going to affect us in our thirties. We do stuff in our thirties, going to affect us in our forties. Nobody cares that they change their mind. I wanted to get a career first and get it off the ground and do all this. We don't care because we don't owe you nothing. You made a decision and you got to stick with your decision. I don't care about how you made a plan at 18, 19, 20 and where it got you if you're not where I want you to be. I don't care. I just don't care about none of your plans, none of your discussion. Ain't going to be no sympathy about why well, I thought this and I thought you either are where I want you to be or you're not. That's how me and our judge. We are either where a woman wants us to be or we're not. We get judged accordingly. Stop looking for sympathy. We ain't got it for you. Wow. Just like that. Okay. Well, thank you, Roger. Hey. Um, um, I wanted to let Melody in here again before we get to Jack Spade. Did you have something, Danny? Well, um, we'll start with Melody as part of the wrapping it up, honey, because we are over the three hour mark and I got stuff to do. So Let's um, do it. Yeah. Be yeah. booed up. Mm -hmm. that part um <laughs> melody what are your final thoughts and um what were your response and your final thoughts to the show okay well what women need to realize is life is too short and beauty don't last forever so once you hit the wall it'll be harder to find a husband <clears throat> excuse me so my advice to the ladies is basically to find your husband have a good attitude be submissive and then once you hit the wall you won't die alone Sorry, my voice. <laughs> Once no, you find a man, good. you won't die alone. So, well, 
Um, I'm, I'm totally, totally, I, I think you bring about some good points. Uh, I'm not mad at it. Um, thank you so much for joining the show. Um, Jack Spade, what are your final thoughts? All right, yo, check this out. I, I got a little gripe here. I'm gonna keep it short. Um, my problem is with all these single folks that be getting on these uh, panels and they've got all these theories. They always talking about money and degrees and stuff like that. Y'all, y'all need to understand money and degree has no bearing on having what it takes to manage the, the dynamics within a marriage and child rearing. Um, putting your, it, it, it has no bearing in putting, putting on your, uh, your, your spousely best while listening and trying to uh, empathize with the spouse that's complaining. It could be something legitimate, be something illegitimate. Um, money and degrees has no bearing on whether or not you're going to sit down and actually help your child with their homework and continue helping your children with their homework and continue set it, setting up discipline. When we've got all these folks, they, they're quick to talk, they, they're quick to talk about, well, you know, you, you need to be earning X amount of money f- for the betterment of the household and all those kind of crazy stuff. Nah, uh-uh, uh-uh. all that stuff is great talk until you, until you find yourself in the, in, in the pickle of it all. Cause just like in boxing, Every boxer steps in the ring with a damn good plan. But all that shit changes when they get that first pop in the mouth. Then the question is, what you going to do now? Case in point, Nate Robinson stepped in the ring, had all that damn talk, had all the damn great plan. And what happened when he got that, when he got that first good look, lick, his ass went to the damn canvas. So all these folks with all this, all these single folks, with all this damn talk. Yo, y'all really need to pipe it down. And listen to the folks who've been through it and learned something. And that's my that's my spill. Yo, thank you, yo, Jack. Tampa Bay by nine. Tampa <laughs> thank Bay you, Jack. Okay. I had to think of football. Really teams, appreciate you. Like Tampa Bay and Buccaneers. Okay. Um, thank you so much, Jack Spade. Um, Black Wizard, what are your final thoughts? Uh, I think I got a few. Um, if, my, if my baby starts screaming, my bad. All right. So, so, um, we understand. So, um, <laughs> um, people were talking about it, the industrialization uh, and how industrialization has pushed the age of marriage to the right. Some, so the, we get married later because of technological advances. And I agree with that. Um, I think marriage as an institution is, is, uh, going out the window. Because marriage, marriage before served a very particular purpose for the general population. One of those, one of those purposes was wealth building. So it was actually, you know, poorer people who were getting married before when the institution of marriage was created in the United States at first, um, and they used that institution to uh, cultivate a family and, and build their wealth. So they, you know, when you when you're on a farm and you need farm hands and things like that, you have a bunch of children, your man does the work. He has this particular role on the farm. There's a lot of physical labor involved. It makes sense. The, the marriage in the United States as an institution made sense on a practical scale. Now the, now as you know, we uh, as our roles have been decimated uh, by technological advances, there's no real practical purpose for a for the general population to marry each other. Like most people are getting married because they it's like I like you, you like me, let's get married kind of thing. 
Like nobody is really getting married for the purpose of marriage as it was instituted in the United States when it started, because that purpose, um, you know, as men being the head of the household and doing all the physical labor, bringing in the money, uh, made sense when uh, it was an agricultural kind. When we were in an agricultural kind of environment, and men's purpose was clearly defined. But now women can do exactly what a man can do. So. I'm saying what I'm saying is we're all like a lot of people are talking about how like economics are um, like the underlying cause of why we're not getting married. And that's true to some degree, but also it leaves out it leaves out some stuff because it wasn't always that way. Um, it, le it leaves out that, um, you know, marriage. Marriage is practical purpose in this in this country is no longer there's no longer a practical function for most of the general population to get married so being attract like if, if the only reason you marry somebody is because you like them then you know any any kind of like strife in that in your relationship with one another will make you think oh, i'm not happy i want a divorce you know what I mean? And there's nothing, there's no institutions in the way of you, in the way stopping you from doing that. We live in a liberal free country. Um, unattractive, I think, bring kind of wrapping this into the uh, um, point of the uh, discussion, attractive uh, ladies um, being unwanted. We have a culture that doesn't cultivate families. Um, mm -hmm. If even even if all the money in the world was pumped into our um, communities, um, it wouldn't matter because the, the economics reflects the cultural identity of the of the group that is using it. So, like a lot of the practices in, in economics, like the uh, I guess the unwritten rules of economics, are underlied by the cultural aspect of that community. So, if we don't have a culture that cultivates a family, then we won't have a culture that cultivates economically. So, so it, it, what I'm seeing is uh, there's cultural aspects that breed our, uh, that kind of breed into the general population of black people, ideas that don't support marriage as an institution and haven't since uh, we have, you know, gotten out of slavery, you know, so we, you know, unless we are forced to work with each other like we were during Reconstruction and Jim Crow like that, we're not going to see marriage on a large scale being, you know, something that we all do because, you know, there's no reason to. We're, we're free to choose whatever we want to choose. And it's going to be very hard to convince people that they need to marry, you know, somebody because, you know, they're black in, a, in the society as it exists nowadays. That's just my uh, spin on it, I guess. Thank you, Black Wizard. We always enjoy your two cents. Um, thank you. Thank you for coming to join us and adding to the commentary. We appreciate you, brother. Danny, who's well, we got a super chat, a super uh, chat from Melody. She says, hit the like button, please. Make sure to hit the like button, guys, for us. Thank you, Melody. We appreciate you, boo. Who's yes, next, Danny? Melody. Um, shout out to um, Goldie1942 for the love. She uh, sent us a super chat. Thank you so much. Thank you, um, Goldie. Goldie. And shout out to Tahuti Ra. He said, this is a great panel. Everyone added a valuable perspective. I Thank agree, Tahuti. Thank you so much, Tahuti. Um, you know, we be trying to put it together, child. It'd be rough on us. Um, <laughs> 
Um, Dennis, what are your final thoughts on the topic and the show? Yeah, so uh, I think it's a good show, everybody. Shout out to everybody who's been on the panel. Um, I think uh, one thing that a lot of people or or maybe Paco in particular failed to mention is the fact that, like, you know, as we age, we tend to accumulate, what, well, in regards to relationships or hookups or whatever, we tend to accumulate more damage. Um, and so what some studies that have been done is, is actually people who are actually younger tend to actually have longer marriages. So I really don't agree what Paco is saying. It's like, you know, the average, just to say a woman should wait until 30, because let's just be honest, from 25 to 30, the average woman isn't uh, sitting at home, knitting sweaters in a nun uniform, uh, watching reruns of Sanford and Son, okay? They're out here meeting guys. They're out here having sex. And they're out, and a lot of them, like you know, are out here accumulating more and more baggage and more and more damage. Now, here's the thing. Meeting other people and sleeping with other people isn't actually the problem. The real problem is, is most people... Um, and most women, I, I the only thing I can talk about women is because that's who I date. But typically, the more partners that they have, the more psychological issues that they deal with simply because they don't do the self-work. They don't get the therapy. They don't do what's necessary to, uh, like, you know, um, deal with that trauma. So I don't agree. And the last thing I got to say is, too, is is we just got to be honest, okay? The last eight to nine years of the Black community, Black women have been doing whatever they wanted. Like we, we know this, okay? And, and, and here's the thing is, if, if that was a successful model, we wouldn't be sort of where we are today. So telling women to hold off and put their career first and they should be able to do this, that's, that's not, we're, we're, we're living the actual effects of that right now. So that's all I gotta say. Um, yeah, you, you know, you gotta do the work that it takes to release the trauma. You gotta, you, you have to do the therapy. Tyler Kevin Samuels, mm -hmm. he says that every night. Um, but and and also like you know, most people can't even be in relationships. If most people can't be in relationships, what makes you think that people can get married? Like mm -hmm. marriage, like that's hard, man. It's like you know, you have to put a, you have to put away your selfish desires. You have to always think about the family. All your mm -hmm. decisions basically go to the family. It's like it's like okay, it's like is this going to be productive? Like you know. Um, it, arguments, fights, like, you know, it, it's it's a big commitment. And so we have to, again, as a community, we have to start working on developing those skills, developing the communication skills, doing the self-work, getting the therapy. And then once that's fixed, if, 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 if let's just be honest, most people aren't going to do that. But for the people who do do that, then you can say, okay, I can actually be in a long-term relationship. I can actually build a family. I can actually get a marriage if you want to. Most, our, our current environment doesn't support it. Let's just be honest. We see people wilding out and girls trips and all these assets and other. But that's but that's what that's the work that it takes if you want that. So, um, shout out to everybody on the panel. I think it was a great discussion and uh, peace. Thank you, Dennis. I, there was some study that I was supposed to grab. I grabbed one link, but I forgot it was some point that I made and it was something in Ebony, but I couldn't remember. Um, but I wasn't trying to dodge you. But thank you. We appreciate your contribution to the conversation. You had some dissenting opinions, but you were on fire today and I enjoyed your commentary thoroughly. So thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you so much, Dennis. Um, shout out to I Sprint for GIs. Um, she says, good show heading to the gym. Hashtag 
marriage is mm. the way. Um, thank, thank you so much for your super chat. Um, next, I want to get Paco up in here. Paco, what are your final thoughts um, to the show and the topic? First of all, thank you again for letting me join and for letting me say uh, what's on my mind. I, to the topic, it's very important to me because I'm raising daughters and uh, I understand that people disagree with me, but I got to do what I got to do for my family. I'm raising my daughters to be independent women. As, as I said last week, I'm a feminist. And so what that means to me is that women should have equality. And the bottom line is, in the last hundred years, society has proven that you can't just depend on another person that you've married. We are talking about how to get married, and we're forgetting that a lot of people aren't able to achieve the goal of marriage which is to stay together for the rest of their life. And so my suggestions on how to address that problem, how to stay together, how to avoid a divorce, which currently United States is working on 60% divorce rate. My suggestions are how to adjust that so that we can try to reduce that divorce rate, especially in our community. I want my daughters to get married and stay married. So I want to figure out ways to help them to achieve that goal. I don't want them to get married and divorced and go through the rigmarole over and over again. So in any adjustment, you have to, you have to, uh, you have to have a give and take. You have to give up something. And so, yes, previously, previously you could have gotten married younger and society would have given you some structural assistance to help you stay married. Only about 60 years ago, the Catholic Church and a lot of Christians wouldn't even allow divorce. So you were married whether you liked it or not. But now that women have more rights and people can get divorced, now you have to be more careful how you get into the marriage. It's not good enough just to get married. It's not good enough just to say to women, get married. It's not good enough to say, get married before you're 30. Hell, we have all these suggestions for women on what to do to get married, and we don't have nearly as much suggestions for men. Aren't the women mm. marrying the men? We have to try to be equal. We have to try to do better. We can't watch the ship sinking and tell the women to keep doing the same thing that got the ship sinking in the first place. The ship is sinking. Whether you want to get married or not, you have to first address that it's a huge undertaking. It's much more of a challenge than it was for your parents, your grandparents, and your great-grandparents. You are trying to get married in this day and age to the people of this day and age. You're a millennial or whatever age you are. You could be 40 or 50. You still have issues that you wouldn't have had 100 years ago. And so my suggestion, primary suggestion, number one suggestion is get married after you're 30, after you have a career, after you figured out who you are. I'm not saying don't date. I'm saying in your 20s, while you're working on your career, also date. So by the time you're 30, you have an understanding of yourself. And so you can offer that to someone else. You, I don't understand how people are talking about getting married when they're not talking about understanding self. So in my book, I say 99% of the solutions to the problems in your life start with self. You have to know yourself before you get married. And I understand we don't all have to agree. I understand people think different numbers. I feel that we agree more than people are letting on to. The young lady was saying, date at 25 so you can be ready at the 30. That's the same thing I'm saying. I agree with her if that's what she's saying. I'm also adding the reason I'm saying that is because in the United States of America, we have a very high divorce rate. I've traveled to lots of countries. Other countries have lower divorce rates. But if you talk about, for example, the Gulf nations in Saudi Arabia, women aren't allowed to get divorced. They don't have a choice. They have to ask permission from their fathers and so on Great and so point. forth. If you give people the rights that you have in America, United States of America has, as we all admit, most rights. 
people have the right to make decisions. With those rights comes more responsibilities, but it also limits a person, the, the, the society's ability to control them. So we as men, if we want to marry these women and women in turn want to marry men, we have to understand our partner's abilities, their power. And we have to respect that if we want to make a union, a lot of people talk about getting married, but they're not talking about staying married. I'm talking about staying married. I have suggestions. People may or may not agree, but that's where I'm coming from. And that's what I'm teaching my daughters who I'm responsible for to help them in today's age. I'm not living in the past. Humans have a hard time changing. A lot of most people are conservative. They want to stay traditional, but society is changing. And the one thing you can't stop from changing is time. Time will change whether you like it or not. I hope people work on getting their best as the changes happen. Thank you again. Thank wow. you, Paco. Well, you, you said a lot. Well said. I agreed with um, your commentary and we appreciate you. You always come through with some heat and, and I like that about you. You are certainly welcome to join us anytime you're available. Yes. Um, shout out to Cichlid. And I'm going to tell y'all what I thought he first said. I was like, he said, it's time to get off the chicken unicorn, honey. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> um, shout out to Siglid though, but he says Dennis is right. Time to get off the cock carousel. Mm -hmm. That's what he was meaning. But thank yeah. you so much, Siglid. <laughs> uh, um, also, shout out to Snuggles six six eight. He said, so what did I miss? Can I have a brief synopsis of you guys' theory, or did you have, did you all have outcomes to the to the show to show? Um, I, I think you'll hear it in during our closing. Like we kind of like wrap it up in, in in our closing. So keep, keep listening, and you know, listen to of course our guests on stage. They're kind of wrapping up their primary points that were made throughout the show. Uh, yeah. We also got one from the that brother Pete. At he says women have equality under the law tell us where they do not paco society doesn't give structural uh, assistance families do hmm. um thank you for the super chat brother pete we're doing closing commentary but you have a good point and paco is certainly welcome to respond to uh your question in the chat um who was next danny um let's get miss j up in here mr j what are your final thoughts and what did you think of the show I mean, it's a good topic. Um, my whole thing is that basically marriage is between two people. If you have one side that's focused on marriage or trying to be married, you don't have that other side who's also focused on it. It's not going to be successful, period. Men have certain things that they need to do to be marriage eligible and women have certain things they need to do. Only teaching one side to tell them, oh, you need to submit, you know, work on your attitude. Yeah, that's part of it. But the other side needs to work on their things, too. That's how every other culture works. So unless we go ahead and do that, we're not it's not going to it's not going to work. And like Paco was saying, nowadays with marriage, it's not a necessity. I'm saying it's not a necessity. It's actually something that you have to want to do. You can walk away from it if it does not work out for you. And basically do it with no penalties anymore. Because nowadays women aren't getting, um, uh, they're not getting um, alimony and stuff like that. So, I mean, you're going into it. You have to want yeah, to be married. So nowadays, I mean, you have to be marriage eligible. 
And until we we focus on that and just realize that not all the conversations we're having is not gonna it's not gonna work. Okay, yeah, we have one side that has bad attitudes, we have one other side that has the other things wrong, but until we both sides fix it, it's not gonna work. And we have to do it by making sure we have we focus on education for both men and women. Because mm-hmm. right now for decades we've only focused on one side being educated. And the other side can just, you know, whatever that happens, happens. And that's mm-hmm. both sides' fault. We need to focus on that. Also focus on getting our economics together so with the where we can support the family, whether it's two people working or just one person working, other person staying home with the kids, we have to go ahead and do that. All the other things we're talking about is just talk. It is not going to end up anywhere. That's what marriage is about. So that's at the end of the day, that's what it is. Until we choose it, it's not going to work. Telling a woman it, to be, go ahead and try to be married by age 25, but therefore not telling the other side to be ready to be a husband, it's not going to work. Don't tell someone, wait till you're 40 to get married, a man to be, well, he's 40 when he's married, and tell a woman to be married, be eligible to be married when she's 25. Those marriages are 2%. 2%. So you're setting people up for failure. Having everybody Amen. focus on high value men when they're only five percent of the population and the vast majority of those five percent are already married is a recipe for disaster. Period. The Amen. things that we're focusing on is never going to work. Period. Thank you, Miss J. Drop the mic. Um, I see they're trying to get us to do a shoot your shot show. We got men in the chat shooting, they shot at Miss J. Um I see. Shout out to Russell Tyrone Jones, honey. He said, Miss J, I want to build with you, love. Um, oh. mm. okay, uh, Miss J, have a love connection. Miss <laughs> <laughs> J ain't paying him no mind. She's like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm not even about to play with y'all. <laughs> okay, well, you, you do what you got to do to, to find out a way to contact Miss J because, um, yeah, if yeah, you're we serious. have women over here. Um, <laughs> shout out to that brother, PDAT. He says, interdependence is a vital element to success in a healthy marriage. Prior to marriage, Everyone is independent. What are you teaching them now about what healthy relationships marriages entail? Um, shout out to you, brother PDAT. PDAT, we're gonna have to get you on. And I don't think yeah, he- um, I've heard you have an interview because you always mm. come with some fire in these comments. He so we really, really gonna does. have to get you on up in here. He, he definitely does. Um, thank you, brother PDAT. Definitely always dropping some gems. <laughs> don't sleep yeah. on them. Now, yes. who's next, Danny? Um, game changer, you came up late, but I'm pretty sure uh what you're gonna have to say is probably gonna be on point. What mm-hmm. you got? Oh, thank you. Um, so if we want to talk about some of the factors um real quick about um what's keeping people from marrying in modern times, I would say on the man side, at least, um, uh, for the past couple of generations, uh, we've suffered, we've seen our fathers and uncles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, go through a significant amount of divorces. Um, and one of the reasons that they give was that they married too young um, has always been a reason. So um, I think that that is making men delay marriage and um, move into a phase to where they want to sow their um, wild oats for a little bit longer. And that turns into a lot longer 
and then it turns into a point where they are pushing the age that that Miss J was talking about, um, 35. And, you know, they're still on that. And it's kind of difficult to back away from that lifestyle. Um, secondly, um, the economics of marriage. See, um, I actually don't think that um, the lifestyle that we live and not being married um, or not at least getting together under a non-state-sanctioned marriage um, is economically sound because right now what we have is we have a 20-year-old on one side of town um, living in a $1,000 one-bedroom apartment and then um, in the same apartment complex you have a 20-year-old female who is living um, by herself as well. So it would be economically sound for them to get together. Um, the economic requirements of marriage is very artificial. It's not um, really a real thing. It's something that we constructed in recent generations because we feel that that the dominant culture is doing that. So we should do that. But um, like we're 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 doing instead of for the first comes love, then comes marriage thing. We're doing the first comes love, then comes house, then comes car, then comes this, then comes this, then comes this, then comes marriage, uh, type thing. Oh, and then comes degrees. So um, I think that these things, these are factors that also prolong the process, um, bringing women into the danger zone and men into the zone to where you know it's not beneficial to be with the woman who is in said danger zone. Um, and but it is more economically sound for black people to do much like first generation immigrants who are poorer, who uh, many of them are agricultural workers. They still get married. Um, a house is not a, a requirement for marriage um, or long term cohabitation. Um, let's see. Um, OK, and also um, attractive women, um, because that's the topic of the show. Um, in my experience, um, attractive women have trouble with marriages because um, they have far too many options. And I shouldn't say too many because, you know, that's their right with being attractive. But um, a lot of things that slow people from getting marriage is they're weighing their options. And this is both men and women. A wealthy man would have the same problem. Um, a wealthy young man would have the same problem. And yeah, I mean, you know, like how is an attractive woman to choose when 90% of the population is um, into her? 99% of the population is into her. You know, she pretty much has her pick and um, it takes time to pick the right one out of such a large selection. So she weighs her options and weighs them and weighs them and weighs them for quite some time, um, leaving her in in an awkward position because, you know, every time she's doing this, you know, not only is she developing the baggage that I think Roger Report was talking about, but she is, um, she is um, losing time and she's coming closer and closer and closer to her fertility window. So, yeah, that's all I want to say. Like I said, I knew you was going to come up here with some stuff. Um, I think you brought about some very, very good points, um, especially uh, with a woman um, being past our prime and all the things that we prioritize ahead of marriage. So I, th I thought those were some very good points. And thank you for coming up. Mm -hmm. no um, shout out to Christopher B. He says this women getting to know yourself and waiting until 30 for marriage assumes that zooms at 30 plus you will have a plethora of options past your peak your physical peak years um Christopher B I think that is a excellent point um because a lot of us do think that 
um, we we still have options. And then even though you'll find outliers in certain situations, um, outliers doesn't necessarily is definitely not the majority. So um, right. I think that's a great point. Um, shout out to that brother P. Dat again with the super chat. He says, we have to model and teach a sound mind and spirit to our children and how to be a healthy, comported individual. Then teach them how to identify that in other individuals. Mm -hmm. The rest is academic. Um, Agreed. <laughs> that's a word on a Sunday, honey. That is a word. Um, thank you so much for that super chat. Um, next, we will have brother, uh, excuse me, we'll do Jessica X and then the Roger report. Jessica, what are your final thoughts? Okay, so um, to carry on with like what Ms. J was saying, there is this weird focus on um, you know, the high value man. And when we look at the single percentage of those men, we're probably talking about 5% of the population, which is why I feel like it's a good thing that Kevin is doing what he's doing because he's simply telling women that this isn't realistic. Um, and you need to, you know, expand your options. And I think basically that mindset is reflective almost in what Miss J was talking about when she says that um, in order to be, you know, marriage material for men, you have to be economically viable. And while I can agree with that to a certain extent, um, this hyper focus on the economics of the man that you're marrying is doing women a disservice within the black community. When you look at other communities, right, we can take the average yearly salary for a black man is about 41,000 for a white man. It's about early 50,000. I think there's a $10,000 difference a year. And for Asian men, yeah. it's, I believe, like 76. But if we're so focused on economics, right, um, in the black community, why is it that when we look at other communities, such as Asian women, they're dating out at a 36% rate, marrying out at a 36% rate, um, <clears throat> when their men make $25,000 a year more than Asian men. So it's not that, that their focus isn't money per se. It isn't money and their marriages are still more successful and they're not focused on money. So it's not the, the money aspect that needs to change. Even when we're talking about, well, white men get married more because this, that, the other. There's only a $10,000 difference a year in how much a black man makes versus how much a white man makes. That doesn't make the black man less of a viable candidate for marriage. And so when we're looking at, you know, what needs to change, it's not how much black men are earning. That's not the problem. And other races of women can see that. It's not how much they're earning that's the problem. It's the mindset of people going into the marriage. So it's the mindset where women are looking for nothing but money. And that's what we're seeing on these shows. All they're thinking about is money, money, money. I need a high value man. I need a man that makes six figures. I need money, money, money. That's not how you build a successful marriage. That's a sure way to end up being single, in my opinion. So that's all I really have to say on the topic. Um, of course, you want a guy who is productive, but money should not be your main focus when you're seeking a partner. But thank you, ladies, for having me on. Um, great show as usual, and I'll see you guys on the next one.
Thank you for joining us, Jessica. We appreciate you um, always bring some very thought-provoking commentary and extremely wow. logical, and your arguments are always very sound. So thank you for um, stopping by. Hey, yes. Goodbye. Bye. Have Jen. a good one. Brother Roger, always coming and Take causing a freaking storm. What are your final thoughts? Not never. So I'm just trying to help the people out here. Uh, I mean, when it comes down to it, you got to decide what you want and you got to make decisions early. It's going to affect the rest of your life. You know, I, I've told y'all that that it's some girls that I help out with. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm already teaching them how to be wives. Now, the youngest one is 10. Period. You know what I'm saying? I just went over this again with them yesterday. If there's a man in the house, you make sure the men are served first. You do not sit down and eat without men being served. Why? Because this type of behavior is conducive with being a good wife. You you have to want it. See, the, the one thing people don't want to deal with is that because everything's voluntary in this country, and shout out to Amina Parker, long live, Amina, long live. And shout out mm -hmm. to Dr. Dunbar, too. Uh, if you want it and it's available, it's your fault you didn't get it. At the end of the day, women can get married. There's enough men to go around for the women who want to be married. A lot of people ain't being realistic. A lot of women who claim they want to be married don't want to be married. And there's a lot of women who want to be married. They claim they don't want to be married because they don't think they're good enough or they're, they're not willing to do the work it takes to get married. Women ain't doing the work, the work it takes to get picked in the first place. So they just say, I don't want it. You know, but if you really talk to them, you'll see they want it just like the rest of them on it. But they, they refusing to do the work and refusing to do the work. The easier thing to say is, you know, well, you know, I really just don't want it instead of. I'm too lazy to do what it takes to get married. What What's uh, people's main problems? Too many kids out of wedlock, easily avoidable. Uh, being overweight, easily avoidable. Uh, having a bad attitude, extremely easily avoidable. And, and too much debt also can be avoided, period. And since black women are making so much money, there's no excuse for them to still be carrying the debt that they have and where you're bringing all these debts to a man, hoping that some man's gonna, gonna, pay, it off, gonna pay off your debt which is partly why Kevin Sussan's show is, is so successful because they they looking at high value men. They don't even care about the man. They just want a man who's going who's gonna to provide them a certain kind of lifestyle and pay off their debt so they can get a get out of jail free card. That's all that really is for a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say all of them, but for a lot of them, it's way too many of them that's doing that. You know, but, you know, the man is doing a good service at the end of the day. Um, the problem is, again, white supremacy. Black women do not want a black man to be their head. It's just that simple. It's a white supremacist mindset, period. You can say whatever you want, but you ain't going to get away from that point. A, a woman being attractive and still not married by 30, we are, you know what I'm saying? I can look at her and know she's, if I know she's 30 years old and she's really attractive, I already know she doesn't want to cooperate with any man. That's why she's attractive and then she's still single. See, that's a tale for women. And that's what a lot of people just don't want to get. Mm -hmm. You know, men can do stuff at different ages, but the, the better you look and uh, and you're not being married tells me it doesn't it didn't make a difference what type of guy came up to you. Because this is the one thing about being attractive. Do, uh, absolute bums will holler at you, but very successful men will holler at you, too. You said no to all of them as far as uh, who you're going to accept to date. And then. If you did date a guy who's a very successful man, he didn't want you at the end of the day. So it's a tale that you're a failure. And the issue is we are, we are so afraid to tell black women that they're failures. They grow up not not preparing to win. 
at some point in time, they got to prepare to win. You know, all this whole thing about you got to tell both sides. People have been telling black men what to do for, for decades now. We Black men have a clear picture of what they need to do in order to be marriage material in this country. How we've operated as men has been very clear since 1619. Okay, there's been plenty of, of propaganda about black men and all kinds of stuff. We know exactly what we are as black men. Nobody is, is confused about their position as a black man. Black women don't know their position. And at the end of the day, the reason y'all can't get married from a general standpoint is because you're not good enough for marriage and you don't want to be good enough for marriage because when you realize what it takes to get married, a lot of y'all don't want to do the work and y'all rather blame everybody else and just, instead of just doing the work it's going to take. Men know they got to get themselves together mm -hmm. and they do that so they can make a woman happy. Most men want to make a woman happy. It's in their nature to want to make a woman happy. But you don't, you're not going to sign up for something you truly don't want. You know, just like the, uh, you mentioned those older women. Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to talk to no older woman. Well, I'm not going to have a family with one. I don't want to hear about <laughs> your kid problems. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear about all your messed up relationships and your bad attitudes. I know why you're not married and you're freezing eggs. I get it already. Every guy who came across you determined you were not good enough. And if every single guy who came across you determined that you were not good enough, why would I have the expectation you're going to be good enough for me? It's just that simple. But women don't think about it in those terms because they're only thinking about it from their aspect. Point blank, period. If every single man who's operated with you for any significant period of time has determined you are not good enough to be a wife and you've made it past 30, past 30 years old, why would I not believe those men? It just is what it is. Get yourself together. Stop focusing on men so much and what men need to do. Get yourself together and see if you want to, do you want to be what a man wants? That's what it is at the end of the day. Black women so focused on what they want, they ain't trying to be what a man wants. Men ain't that hard to figure out. I just gave y'all what it is. Stop having the kids out of wedlock. Stop being overweight. Stop the bad attitude and start carrying a bunch of debt. If you would clear those problems out, the average guy would take you. If you're not going to clear those problems out, stop saying it's a man issue. It ain't a man's issue. It's a you issue. You're not good enough for marriage. It's just that simple. Accept that you're not. Do something about it or just shut up. Either way, it's fine. I don't, I don't mind women being strong and independent, but understand the requirement to being independent is alone. That's your fault. That ain't got nothing to do with the men. And I'm done. Well, damn, Thank drop you, the mic Roger. <laughs> um, yeah, you you said a lot. I was I was taking some notes, but oh. um, yeah, no. Let me first just say this was a. Re uh, hold on one second. I'm sorry. Considering y'all, we was we we was we couldn't really come up with a whole lot to talk about today. And we came up with something on a whim. We weren't even really going to do. We were thinking about doing like a little politicking session. Mm -hmm. But I'm so glad that we decided to do this show because this turned out to be a dope ass show per usual. But, you know, um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm happy we decided to do this show this morning. Um, um, shout out. To, I'm going to read the super chats and then mm -hmm. you can close us on up out of here, honey. Okay. Um, shout out to L. Nixon. He says a woman should be a compliment not a competitor. She shouldn't be a competitor with her man, but she should definitely compete with other chicks for her man. And her <laughs> Listen, I don't know about that, but I agree. Well, I'm saying like, you know, as you're in relationships. I know. And, Women shouldn't and, be afraid to compete. Well, I, I'm saying when you're in a relationship 
Um, there are bitches looking to take your man every day. Oh. I'm saying you should do the things that's going to keep your man happy, and your man should also do things that will keep you happy. Or so, get you no, some Vaseline and keep your tennis shoes in the trunk, boo. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Mm. Mm. Oh, I, I, I ain't playing. I play <laughs> um, wait, shout out to okay, shout out to. Cool gent87. He says, notice how feminine women get wifed up early age. Wow. A masculine energy woman is like clearance oh. rack that no man chooses from. Ooh, not, not the clearance rack. Oh. <laughs> clearance rack bay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um and yeah. shout out to Jessica X. Um, she says, great show. Thank you so much for the compliment. We appreciate the super chat as well. Thank you. Thanks, Jessica. We appreciate y'all. I just want to say I echo Danny's sentiments. This was a dope show. The panel, y'all was on fire, bringing all the heat. The conversation was just like so many gems and, and, and good. Um, it was such a good exchange of knowledge. And I enjoyed it. This was a, a good show. Um, Danica Marie, I do hope that one day you come up and join us and at least chime in if you can't stay on the panel, but chime in and give us your two cents, sis. We appreciate you um, stopping by and supporting us. Um, but I just want to say, as it relates to the show, there was a lot said. First off, the, the point of women marrying, um, I do think that, you know, um, anything younger than 25 is quite young to marry. I think that um, at 25, for most people, your reason has, has fully developed by age 25. Um, I do still believe that, you know, it's important to, um, like Paco said, know who you are before you are able to um, join someone else in a marriage and, you be, you know, become one with someone or become fully amalgamated with another person. You first have to know yourself. So I do think that that's important. But also, I think that with family planning, you do have... I think that there should be focus on family planning for women who do want a family and who do want children. Um, I think that it's important to kind of take inventory and think about that because you want to ensure that you allow enough time for a um, engagement and planning of the wedding. That could be one to two years. So if you're 25, again, that puts you at 27. First two years, you probably want to just enjoy the marriage with your partner. That puts you at 29. If you, you know, if you're waiting till you're at to after 30 to 35 to, you know, 34, whatever, um, that puts you in a high risk category for, you know, bringing kids into the relationship. In addition, if you're marrying, you also have to consider with what your partner wants. Uh, maybe you, you know, only wanted one child, but he wants four. So you guys settle on two or whatever. Um, so that's also something that you have to factor in. So as a result, I think that the family planning aspect is important. I think that we do need training for men and women who do want to be marriage. I think that having a marriage mindset is not something that we're automatically born with and it's not something that's fostered or nurtured in our communities. I don't think that the marriage training is something that just females need to undergo. It's also something that males need to undergo. Roger pointed out that he talks to his, um, the, you know, 10 year old young girls that are under his um, guidance and kind of guides them. I think that it needs to start pretty early. And he pointed out that, you know, males are already doing the work, but it needs to start before you become an adult man. If marriage and family is something that you want 
you uh, men also need malehood manhood training and some muslim um religions do offer that and and you know as a result i've seen muslim men who uh and i've engaged with muslim men who um embody a lot of the traits that i find essential to leadership and i'm like wow that's that's really dope um so you know that's just something that i think that you know just to keep in the back of our mind i think that um you know, manhood and womanhood training would be essential and it would help prepare us for marriage and even marriage in our 20s. Um, I have noticed that women seem to be obsessed with this high value man thing. And I don't understand why we don't all, everybody don't qualify for a high value man. In addition to that, some of these women ain't willing to take do what it takes to keep a high value man. A high value man, if you think an average Joe Blow got some nerve and got some standards and you don't want to acquiesce to his leadership, a high value man is going to have tougher standards. They have a larger pool of women to choose from. So as a result, they ain't taking none of your mess. So be careful what you wish for as it relates to that. And everybody can't have the high value man. Like, God dang, like I've seen watching Kevin's show and seeing clips of it and some women that like sis you know it was one woman on there that he interviewed recently he had on a show recently that says she wanted a man who makes three times as much and she like really was like not willing to let up off of that and he's like well what if he makes eighty thousand? you know that that's a i mean and she just felt like she should be able to get the moon the the, the stars and the quasars and it was kind of like no reasoning with her and i'm just like is this woman crazy you know what i mean in addition i always say that there's a value there's value that a man has that's inherent that you can't even put a monetary amount on the fact that he's supposed to be your protector and you know um risk his life for you and your family is something that you can't even quantify in addition to that there are other things that he does in the house that that aren't quantified just like there's things that you as a woman will do in the house that 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 can't be quantified but i think just the focus on him making over six figures is like so dumb to me. Like it, it, I can't even express how stupid it is to me. Okay. Um, let me see a few more other points, but, um, oh, Roger had a point, a good point when he said that if a woman is attractive, but she's not married by the time she's 30, that, um, he understands that she's difficult to deal with. And I would, um, I would, um, reason to, to, to believe the same thing. But would you call her a loser? I think no, 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 no. Absolutely, like, I think that that's like. First of all, I don't like when people take this this <laughs> this hard stance and hard hard nose approach on anything. Like and speaking in absolutes, there could be a plethora of reasons as to why a woman didn't marry um, by the time she's thirty. I don't think she's washed up. I don't think she's a loser. I don't think that you know she can't still uh, obtain a successful marriage with a you know great man who's a great catch. Um, I do think that you know. It's, it would be a little bit more difficult than it would be in her 20s. But I, I also think that women should not acquiesce to what, like some of the thought processes that we hear on this panel are just so misogynistic and it's almost like, uh -oh. Come on, like where's the balance? But um, I, I do mean, think that it's something. I say we are, girl. Hey, I mean, like, listen, Danny. I, like, I, there's one end of the spectrum where it's misandry, but there's also misogyny, and there's a lot of it in this space. There has to be some balance somewhere in between. Ladies, don't listen 
answer to this nonsense. You ain't washed up because you're 30 and you're not married, but you do need to consider, you know, you do need to start doing some family planning and really think about what you want out of life and realize that, you know, as women, you know, in regards to our biology, time is not necessarily on our side. And men do want a physically attractive woman. So there is something to be considered, but you ain't necessarily a loser. And that's really all I have to say on the topic. This was so dope. I enjoyed this um, panel and it went way longer than I intended, but I enjoyed every aspect of it. We got a super chat real quick from Snuggle668 saying, why do women fight the other woman where you all are from? Why don't y'all just sit and talk to her and all could work out a deal? <laughs> um, Snuggles, I'm that would not work for me she, personally. But, I, we all, she already know. Stay away. Uh -uh, I ain't got nothing to say to sis. Roger Report yeah, says, Jessica X seems marriageable, but Jessica X also stands out. Women should be able to see the problem in this very true statement. If you don't, good luck on your strong, independent journey through life. Okay, Roger, we, we hear you. <laughs> Black Wizard says, maturity and whether you know yourself or not is an interesting concept. How can one define if they know themselves enough or are mature enough for marriage? Or well, I just added the for marriage, but um, I think that that's something that you individually have to assess. I think as a woman, like I, I realize I can look back over my life and I see where my, like my evolution and my growth, I, I went through a huge growth spurt at 27. I like feel like I matured overnight. That's when my mindset shifted. I became more spiritual. I became far more self-aware. And that was like my that was the point for me. Like I literally remember it. I, I actually called some people who like in my childhood, I had like, you know, had some disagreements with and made amends with them. Like it was just a huge shift. So I think as people, you know, you have to make that assessment. Only, you know, where you came from and where you are. Um, but one, 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 one more from Cichlid. Thank you. He said, don't call black women crazy. I second that. We appreciate you, Sickly. <laughs> Your fave persuasion says, we do not family plan. Never did. Stats prove this. I agree. And that's part of the problem. Yeah, like family planning is so important. And that's the one aspect that I took away from those ladies. Um, the fact that they are having a hard time sucks, but I, I respect the fact that they did do family planning. I did not. I was a teen mom. And, you know, as a result, I, I value pe I value the fact that some women are, are putting so much into family planning. And I'm a huge proponent for that and have those conversations with my own children. Yes. Um, well, uh, I want to shout out everybody who came through on the panel. Yep, um, yep. You guys really, really make for a great show. This was um, one of our best shows, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoyed all of you guys um, so much. Um, shout out to the people in the chat. Y'all know y'all be talking this about people that come up to these panels and share their their real thoughts. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I, I will say um, y'all talk a lot of shit, but y'all don't get up here to back it up um, and have your own thoughts pushed pushed upon. So um, and, and especially shout out to my moderators. I think y'all do a do y'all do a great job, but don't talk Definitely shit about people that are on the panel. 
especially when you don't bring your ass up here to talk shit. Or, <laughs> now, or I saw the mod checking some people, but definitely we want to respect the panelists. Like, it takes a lot to get up here and be honest yes. and share your experiences and stuff, especially if y'all, y'all, you know, you guys have been in the chat and rocking with us for a long time. If you can never find it in yourself to come up and share and share your opinions and have someone push back against them, be be wary of doing that to others because, you know, like these people yeah, are. are, are and I, I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's some whole ass shit for you to talk, oh, talk oh. about people. <laughs> well, say it then. Say it. <laughs> crazy. I'm hungry, child. I can't think straight. <laughs> oh, oh, um, angry. I need a Snickers. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, don't don't talk mess in the chat, especially if you've never come up and have had your thought process pushed upon, um, or people talk shit about you. So, um, yeah, that that's. You know, that's my gripe with it today. I'm, I'm going to get up off y'all ass. Um, mm. But shout out to everybody who came through. Oh, we got all the super, super chats. Yes, honey. Thank y'all. We, we appreciate y'all. Yes. Um, shout out to Roger. Um, he says, if she accepts that she already lost by age 30, then she might start doing things differently so she will have a chance to win. Mm. Men that lose change strategies so they can win. Women Ooh. can too. Um, I think Roger, that, is a, that was a good point. Even if that's you think a great about, point. Like, we're not the same women that we were in our 20s. I know I'm not. Like I like I said, I shifted when I was 27. But once you realize what you're doing is not working or is not garnering the results that you want, people do typically change. So when you um add that clarity, Roger, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I think that is a um outstanding point. I am a witness, honey. I'm not also a client. Um, I'm the CEO of uh, Things Can Change. Um, Sierra works for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Danica Marie for the super chat. Um, she know. said, it, um, enjoyed the show, ladies. Gotta finish cooking, but I will join the show one day soon. Um, Danica, you. we we looking for you, honey. I think... Uh -huh. um, Thank you. You you always come with some heat. So um, thank you so much for the super chat. Um, everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. Put on your damn mask because the Rona mm -hmm. is real. Right. Um, and uh, shout out to everybody who gave cash apps as well. Thank you. Peace. Y'all be safe.